Welcome to the Catch Up Podcast, where Christian friends come together to catch up and explore God-centered conversations. Our goal is to inspire, share stories, and deepen our faith in light of the gospel. Without further ado, let's journey together in this week's episode of the Catch Up Podcast. All right. Yeah. All right, guys. Okay. So we're finally here. This took a little bit of a minute. I'm not going to lie. We had everything against us, but we're here. So uh, thank you all for listening into the Catch Up Podcast, where we like to uh, just catch up and dive into a topic. Uh, This is my co-host here, Mr. Mark. Hello there. (laughs) General Kenobi. (laughs) Hello there. And we are being joined by one of the most intellectual people that I know. Mr. Yes. Miguel Coronado, right that's here. A, that's a low what? bar, friend. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> How's that? Bro, you're like super smart. You're like the smartest person that In I... comparison to your company, you are the most intelligent person. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, wait, wait. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that works. In the truth. You're yes. like, I'll take that. That's so. <laughs> Miguel, can you tell us about yourself, bro? Uh, yeah. Hi, I'm Miguel. Um, that's a lot of information, man. Yeah, dude. I, I mean, like, I don't know. What do you want to know? What do you want to know about me? I mean, just like, yeah, it's so like, uh, tell us like what church you go to, oh, like okay. how's, how's like the Lord's doing in your life, okay, like, what's yeah. your so job, I go to... uh, are you in a relationship? Favorite color? Okay. Yeah. All right. So <laughs> what's your race? <laughs> <laughs> whoa, whoa. Hey. Hold up, pause. <laughs> so uh, I go to, I go to City Light Church here in Amarillo, Texas. Yeah. Uh, shout out uh, City Light. Uh, they're, they're funny. They're, uh, they're, a church plant out of Redeemer Christian Church, which is where you go sometimes. <laughs> uh, here, so they're they're about a year old, uh, and I've started serving over there um, a couple months ago. Um, and so I've I've been working over there, uh, being discipled by the pastor there. Um, I'm in college, uh, struggling with that. With it's a, it's okay, not so man. much it's not so much struggle? a struggle with the work struggle with the desire to do the work that's mm. that's motivation. what it is the motivation is, yeah because like i can do it it's easy it's just like man do i want to do it but i gotta do it Ew. it's one of those things well and like the thing with college too is it's like they're like all right listen we want you to start at this this end of the pipe and it's gonna get a little bit narrow just as you start going through and just yeah. start, they just like squeeze you out of that that degree it's man like, and then yeah. you walk out and you're like all right i got it yeah yeah uh so yeah i'm going to college right now uh majoring in literature so a lot of writing a lot of reading yeah um am i uh in a relationship no single uh he's working on it, everybody <laughs> <laughs> we're also <seeing> what's <laughs> we're all working on it uh and i am uh mexican i'm glad you actually included <laughs> viva la raza <laughs> should we make that like a question for, for every guest <laughs> just for those like who, oh who's not God. watching the videos like for for visual purposes yeah, for, oh yeah that, yeah that's actually well you know that's i don't know we want you to imagine who's talking if he's just brown. imagine this big mexican man <laughs> Just sitting in this chair. <laughs> That's me. Wears glasses. There you go. That's I a wear glasses. Right you can put a sombrero yeah. on there if you want. <laughs> won't even let your imagination flow. <laughs> your typical Mexican. Di- okay. Every single not- time I speak, you just hear. Oh my! We need to get to a rabbit hole of that. Hey. Anyways, Joe. So- Joe, what are we talking about today, Joe? So. I- <laughs> 
<laughs> oh my gosh! Before you get kicked off, okay. It's so, so weird. I'm sorry. It's so weird because like our like our previous podcast it was not. <laughs> it was it was serious. It was formal. That's it was, really like surprising since like considering it was it was Joshy. That is. See, he's a married man. He's different now. Yeah. You know, he's he's uh, no, he's, he's not. <laughs> He's like he's still the same. I know actually. how Joshy's brain works. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that boy, like he he was focused today. Is what it was. His yeah. ADHD wasn't going was, ninety miles true. an hour. Yeah, he was ninety miles focused. a minute. Yeah, so he was focused today. I guess he's not caffeinated enough. As was yeah, and I, I brought the coffee, you know, but yeah. he wasn't. I don't know. That's weird. He was drinking coffee throughout the whole session. Coffee. But anyways, Joe, yeah, what was our point of topic today? <laughs> Sorry about that. Speaking of ADHD, uh, no, I uh, okay. So today our to- our topic is how how would uh, help me uh, pronounce this correctly? Yeah, I mean, okay. Well, we don't really have to say the okay, exact that's words, a good, okay. but like our topic today is basically talking about: Do we believe that the gifts of the spirit are still active today, yes. such okay. as tongues, healings, and prophecy, or just like some, like you know, like how most of uh, most of reform camp believe that it has ceased, it yeah. stopped with the apostles. So that's basically our topic today. But like, basically, like our question is this: um, Where do you stand? Hmm. Do you believe that the gifts of the spirit are active today, or do you believe it has ceased with the apostles? Yeah, I think we need to specify what we mean by like the gifts of the spirit ceasing, and so. Uh, the, the the words here are cessationist and continuationist. Um, and so cessationists believe that the miraculous gifts of the Spirit has ceased. They stopped with the apostles. Mm-hmm. Um, so to say that the gifts of the Spirit have ceased is kind of inaccurate. Um, and so I don't, I don't believe that they've ceased mm-hmm. in that mm-hmm. sense. Now, where I stand when it comes to the continuationism versus cessationism debate, uh, I stand right in the middle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I, I am a, I am a cautious, uh, but I'm not going to tell the Holy Spirit what He can and can't do kind That's of person. Good. If that makes sense, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, so, like, I was raised in a uh, very Pentecostal Hispanic household, and Hispanic Pentecostal churches, they. They go crazy. Like, like how crazy are we talking about here? Like, man, I, I think I still have it saved on like from my Snapchat for forever ago. Like, uh, there was a revival going on at our church. I say a revival. Like the thing about like Pentecostal, like Assemblies of God Hispanic churches is they'll have like revivals every couple of years where they'll bring some guy in and then they'll have church like every day of the week. Mm. And that's the revival. Oh, like wow. it's not my it's not like a spontaneous like you know, Jonathan Edwards like gets up at the pulpit, starts preaching, and then a bunch of people like start showing up and like the spirit's moving and people are crying and repenting and coming to Christ. Yeah. It's more like uh let's have some special guest speaker come in for the week. We'll like we'll call it a revival. And okay. then that's what the revival is. Like that that seems kind of cynical in a way to describe it like that, but that's kind of how it is. Hmm. Uh, at least in that circle of what I've what I was raised in, it could be different for somebody else, but that's at least from what it was from my perspective. Um, what was I talking about? <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about like, do do you still oh, believe the idea? Uh, yeah. So like, oh, because we were talking about like it getting crazy. So like, I still have this video, um, and if I if I find it, I'll send it to you. Okay. Um, of uh, like. Like a basically, what is that? What is it? Whenever you like have people like 
the conga line, yeah. <laughs> like around what? the tr- around the entire like where like the pews and the sanctuary, like going around it from the from the pews all the way to the front of the sanctuary. People just walking and singing and clapping and and like like worshiping yeah. basically like people getting into it like we're playing like old corridos like uh with, with like on stage um and so like stuff like that uh there was no like coat waving like you know oh, uh, no like Benny Hinn, Benny Hinn stuff. type yeah. stuff but <laughs> sorry I but I that. do have memories of like being up at the altar and then like the evangelist uh who's there like coming up and like putting his hand on me and then like me thinking should I fall back you know, or oh, him yeah. like kind of pushing on my head because that's a thing that does happen. Um, or uh, like, uh, you know, or seeing other people like for the longest time, our church in the front underneath mm. the pews, we had baskets with blankets under there because, you know, if, if you know, if you put your hand on a, on a woman's head mm. and, you know, they fall back and they're wearing a dress, you, you need to cover them. Uh, that's like, that was uh, the reason. Why. And so they just kind of basically covered everybody whenever they'd fall back or get slain in the spirit as what, what they call it. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, I've seen it, I've seen it all. I've never, se- okay, I've say I've seen it all. I've never seen like, anybody like convulsing and like mm-hmm. doing like, but I've heard people speaking in tongues. I've heard people, uh, you know, you know, shouting and, uh, and like singing at the top of their lungs, which is not a bad thing in all honesty. Mm-hmm. I think that that's fine <laughs> if it's like controlled. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, the singing part, not the speaking in tongues thing. We'll get to that here late, like later. Um, and then, uh, like, you know, slight people getting slain in the spirit. We've had services go until like two o'clock, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. um, services go until late whenever it comes to like the revivals, uh, stuff like that, where, you know, I've, I've, I've seen like what the, what Pentecostals would call like a move of the spirit. Mm. Yeah. Hey, do you have any questions with that, Joe? Man, you know, I, I would say, you know, I, I think, uh, I, like one of the, I, I want to, I don't know if it's best to talk about like, all right, what's, what are the, what are the bad sides of the things before like, what are the good sides? But I do have, you know, I think when you talk about that being slain in the spirit, I think that that's something, especially like, uh, like in the South and like, you know, Bible bound stuff like that. I think that can be, that can be really prevalent. And there's, I think there can be, obviously if you're, if you're an unbeliever and probably most believers nowadays, if, if, uh, if you're, uh, if you're a new believer, um, you see that and you're like, I don't, I don't buy that at all. Mm. You know, it's oh, yeah. like, you know, and, uh, so what do you, I don't know, what are your thoughts on like, I guess like, what are your thoughts on like being like slim? Do you think that does happen or like, yeah. So obviously I'm reformed. For sure. Uh, so what is reform for people that, who doesn't know it? So basically, uh, you have to be a confessional Christian uh, of some sort, uh, whether you're professing like the Westminster Confession of Faith, the 1628 London Baptist. I could be wrong on that. Somebody is going to correct me on that. But the London Baptist <laughs> Reformed Reformed Baptist Confession of Faith, uh, uh, something along those lines. Uh, you have to profess the five solas, uh, sola, uh, sola fide, sola gratia, sola Christus, uh, soli deo gloria, and what is the last one? Uh, sola scriptura. Sola scriptura. <laughs> That's the one that I actually want to talk about uh, on this question here. Uh, so that and then uh, the doctrines of grace, mm. um, which is spooky word, Calvinism. <gasps> uh, um, <laughs> doctrines of grace. Um, uh so profess you'll profess that that's baseline reformed like theology yeah um so or in co- like covenant theology as well okay um so confessionalism covenant theology the five pillars of the reformation the five solas and then uh 
the doctrines of grace. Okay. Um, is what reformed is. Uh, so I'm reformed and in reformed groups, being a continuationist is a no, no, uh, mm. because they, d- they just don't think it's a thing. Uh, there are reformed continuationists out there, although there's some, uh, what is the word for them? Angry, <laughs> uh, grumpy, uh, like old, old men, like get, get off my lawn type uh. reformed Christians out there that are like, no, there's no such thing as that. Wow. Like you can't be that and be reformed, which I think is silly. Um, what was your question? One more time. No. Uh, like, um, so like, um, no, I think it was Joe who asked. So like yeah. basically oh. like from, oh, okay. from so a reformed yeah, yeah. perspective. Yes. Yeah, there it's right. in spirit. And so since I'm reformed, Sola Scriptura is like everything because Sola Scriptura, scripture is our final authority That's on cool. everything. As pro, it, not even just reformed as Protestants, because I, I don't know if you're fully reformed or in that camp, it's Joe. Non denominational, non denominational. Yeah, I would say I'm not. Yeah, because I haven't like I haven't been down. I, how do I put this? I haven't had people or mentors in my life and be like, hey, like, do you know like reform? Have you yeah, been? To, yeah. I'm like, I don't, I, I don't know. I think that is something. I, I'm glad you brought that up because that is something personally I do need to like mm. look into more. Because like, I, I, if anybody was asking me, I would say, I would say, I'm just, I'm non-denominational. I'm a Christian, you know. And, and so, dude, honestly. But- you're a Christian. That's all that matters. No, hey, man, so come like, on. Mm, someone <laughs> well, and repeat that, that. I'm sorry. Oh, sorry. No, you're <laughs> good. They, oh, or, man, it's so hard trying. It's hard. It's hard not interrupting people on this. Dude, one, like, the mic. Yes. <laughs> yeah. No, but I was just going to say, like, I think, well, and that's one thing too, like, again, like we're, you know, what the point, one of the points of this is having people on that, like, it's so weird. We're, we're, what we're finding nowadays is that even though we're different denominations, Nine times out of ten, we actually do believe in the same thing. Yeah, absolutely. It's just different wording, yeah. you know? Yeah, and absolutely. it's like, hey, we're all the same body of Christ. We all believe in God. And it's yeah. like, do we believe in salvation? So, sorry, so that was a complete yeah. sign note. No, no, for sure. You're saying. Uh, but yeah, so as Protestants, because we're all Protestant here, um, excuse me, um, sola scriptura is important. Scripture is our final authority. And so when it comes to people being slain in the spirit, I don't see it in scripture. Wow. I, I just, I just don't know. Like we see people speaking in tongues. We see prophecy, you know, we see exorcism, hmm. you know, we see, uh, we see healing, but I've never read anywhere in scripture where Paul, Peter, James, John, any, any of the apostles, any of the, you know, of the prophets, any, I mean, Jesus himself walking up to somebody, putting his hand on their head and then them falling over hmm. like in the spirit. Yeah. You know, I just, I just don't see any biblical evidence for that. So let me, let me ask, cause like, it's hard. Cause I, by the way, I'm just, I'm just asking this just to ask. Cause for yeah. me, I'm, I'm that, there's so much of that. I'm still trying to figure out. I'm like, I don't stink and know. I've heard people try to push, like, I, there's this one time I was at this, uh, this thing and, and these, these people meant, meant well, and I, I fully believe they're Holy Spirit filled to the max. Probably, they probably know God better than I do. But, uh, there was a lady in front of me and she was putting her hands on me. And then she told somebody else, she's like, Hey, get, get behind j- just in case or whatever. And like, but like, you know, you, you have that, everyone has a thought when like they have their hands, like, should I fall back? Like, what should I do? You know, it's like, and we get to this instructional mindset. Um, no, but I was going to say, it's like, what do you, what do you think? Like when you read, uh, like in the new Testament of huge acts, of the Holy spirit, like, um, like in the book, books, book of acts, mm-hmm. when, do you remember when that couple was slain? Uh, like they were, well, of course they were killed. Like that was, that oh, was different. Are you talking about Ananias and Sapphira? I think, I think so. Where they, yeah. they, they held back money. And when they said that they were going to get, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So like, what do you like, do you think. I don't. Uh, no, I mean that's just one verse. It's hard. Uh-huh. But do you think that's like? Do you think 
that is evidence that there's there there is a fix fix physical action that the Holy Spirit is enacting on us and can and push us back. So and, I mean, even kill us. I don't know. So if we want to root it in <laughs> that, that <laughs> if we want to if we want to say yeah, people have been slain and slain by the Holy right, Spirit. Right. Uh, what were their names? I can't remember the the two brothers who brought in strange fire. Um, oh, in the I don't know that. in the oh, and, and, and Old Exodus, Testament Exodus. Um, yeah, shoot. Um, crap. I thought I can't remember their names. Okay, yeah, keep going. but them, the ones who brought strange fire into the into the temple, they were killed by the like by yeah. God. Ananias Man. and Sapphira killed by God. If we want to like say somebody's been slain in the spirit, it's uh, like they're <sighs> it's not really slain in; they've been slain by. That that was, um, a... <sighs> and so. I wouldn't say that. The, here's the thing. The and this is what this just came to my my brain. Nadab and um, Abihu. I'm sorry. I Nadab and Nadab and Abihu. Tugs. What was that? No. <laughs> Not Nadab and Abihu. Sorry. Sorry. Hold it's Nadab and Abihu. Those um, those are like the okay. people in the Old Testament. I'm sorry. Uh, okay. No, you're fine. So the only time we see people falling to the ground yeah. when it comes to God is falling forward on their face because of the glory. And the uh, and the the self re- like realization that they are not good enough to stand in the presence of God, mm. and so if we want to say something that's biblically accurate when it comes to Christians falling, it shouldn't be a touch fall back like that. It oh should God. be a getting prostrate on your face before God, trembling in fear. Wow, not Damn. a loss of consciousness or a uh, a trance. Yeah, you know. Well, okay, it's it's so it's so funny you say that about um, uh, like like fall, falling forward like that because I was I was I was thinking like because the only reason why I the biggest uh, if only reason I, I believe that you can be slain the spirit like if, if that is um, is that there's a story my my dad he said that he was at um, he was at a night of it was like worship or something like that and like uh, he was uh, he was caught on by by like it was it was an amazing move of God where like. There was there was a pastor, and I think he was uh, man, that was a long time ago from what you were saying. Like they, he was he was prophesying over my dad. And my dad was like it, he just like this guy didn't even know my dad. And he was saying spitting about stuff that my my dad was like I haven't told anybody about this. Mm-hmm. And so so there was that. But I think what was funny though, I remember him telling me I don't even think he was touched. But I think he just like he there was a touch of God, and he did he fell, he fell forward. And he he said like as soon as as soon as he fell, he didn't even remember what happened next. But like people had to tell him like no, you fell on your face. Mm. And so I I, I don't know I, I don't know if that's uh, I need to double check on my dad. For with my dad on that that's exactly what happened but um i don't know i think it's just i think it's so it's it's so hard when we start trying to put yeah rules and and because it's and i i I like how you said how you're kind of in the middle because that's kind of how i am too because i'm like i don't i don't stink and know i'm like the holy spirit can do anything and and you also have to like level in like how much does emotional like emotions yes yeah worked up yeah like add on to it because you can get yourself so worked up that you get like lightheaded and fall over. <laughs> like, oh, dude, you that know? happened to Michael Jackson concerts back back in the eighties. Like, there, right? there were, yeah, there there was like you see our our buddy Michael showed us that where they're just like you know like girls are just completely passing out just to the side of a Michael Jackson. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, <laughs> <laughs> I think oh no man dude. so so yeah. how how would you differentiate that cuz i mean like like joe i've heard some stories of people like they said they've been slain in the spirit they just feel this overwhelming well should i if, if i should say the bill johnson language i he just felt this electricity in his body yeah. um so how would you explain that 
Uh, I'm not too sure because I've also been slain in the spirit uh-huh. as a, like as a young Christian, I was in like middle school, like 12, 13 years old. Yeah. And the way that it felt for me is whenever it wasn't even a touch of my head, I got touched in my chest and it felt like something passed through me. Hmm. If wow. that makes sense. Oh yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, felt transitional. Yeah. Maybe. Like, well, like, like something like physically like, wow, passed through me and I fell back. I don't know how to explain it. But I don't believe necessarily that like I can like claim that it's the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Because a lot like a lot of the things that we feel in our body, especially whenever we're expecting something, yeah. uh, mm. can be psychological. And so huh. and so I don't want to like completely discredit it, but I also don't want to fully say it because a lot of this stuff gets used for emotionalism and emotional manipulation yeah. to get people to come to the altar. Oh, and yeah. ex- experience something yeah. rather than to worship, if that makes that sense. Makes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that, that's and this is where we're going to kind of step away from like, like specifically like the gifts of the spirit and like uh, that kind of stuff, and talk about like and, and this this is where we'll get into this uh, what worship is uh, and uh, a lot of what I see when it comes to these like churches that do these like really big, like let's lay on hands, revival, like, you know, slain in the spirit type stuff is it's, they're not searching for, or they're not going to worship. They're searching for an, uh, for, uh, what an experience. Yes. You know? Yes. Yeah. Well, cause there, there's a, what was that one movie that everyone saw last year and it was about the revival in the seventies. Uh, Oh, um, it was Uh, the, um, the guy from Chosen in it. Yes, I, I know. I know, oh I know what gosh, you're talking about. I can't about. think of the name name right now. But but uh, but point is that so in that that movie, um, you know, there's they. It was I really love that movie. Jesus Revolution. Jesus Revolution. Thank there you, you so much. Praise, <laughs> praise I've God. I've never heard of this movie. Um, no, no. Really? Oh, really? No, I've never it's, heard of this movie. Dude. It's I can confidently say like, if you're looking for a good Christian movie, a decent yeah. Christian movie with good character development and character arcs, that's Dude. the Christian movie. I would say. Well, and what's what's Awesome. What I love about this movie too is it's like they show all the good and all the bad of ministry. Interesting. It's like, like there, there's a part where uh, the guy, uh, they, what was it? He, uh, his name, I don't even remember his name, but he, this guy, he was, he was completely uh, like saved, and he, he was, uh, I guess you'd call him a hippie, you know. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah. You know, he, he was that, he was living that life, but then he turned to Jesus, and he found, uh, he found a pastor. And uh, long story short, they, they start, they start this church, and they're in this tent, and like so. Earlier in the movie, prior to this, he was uh, he was speaking, he was giving sermons, but he was uh, he was acting the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit was moving. Well, but here's the thing: so you go a little bit late, later in the movie, and he's not preaching, and then he starts like standing up. He's like he's like the Lord's telling me like that someone's struggling with this and this, and the pastor's having to tell him, he's like, dude, sit down. Like you were like he was he was acting out of I, I don't know, I don't want to say insecurity, but uh, but I, um, but basically. Um, uh, man, I'm gonna I'm gonna be completely honest. I'm, I'm not sure I was, I was going going that. I think it's just an example of uh, mm-hmm. you know just just moving moving badly. In the yeah, church, it's like but. trying to manif- my, uh, manufacture yes, like a, mm-hmm. a Holy a Spirit experience. Yeah. Yes, yes. And I think like that's I think that's where you're going. It's like when it comes to yeah, you know, like because like if like and this isn't to to criticize worship music because worship music is I mean it's great. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like, um, but like a lot of the a lot of the worship songs like. Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. Come yeah. flood this place and fill the atmosphere. It's like we don't need to welcome the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Like He's here. 
He always, if you are a Christian, if you are in Christ, the Holy Spirit is indwelt within you yeah. and he's there. He's present where two or three are gathered. I am there is what Jesus says. Oh, you know? right here. So like, like right here, Jesus is here. He's sitting in that chair right there that you guys can't see. <laughs> That's my buddy, Jesus. Sorry. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But where two or three are gathered, like he says, I, like, I, I'm there. Like I'm in the midst of them. Um, we don't need to welcome him because we're in his house. Mm. You know, we're worshiping him. Like we're yeah. going to him, mm. you know? So like, it's like a, a manufacturing of like this, like we got to worship hard so that yeah. way the Holy Spirit can come. So the Holy Spirit can move, you know? Uh, so that way God can, can like bring his glory down to us. Yeah. Uh, there's a song that I, I, I really liked it whenever I was younger. Uh, but it's like, uh, release the fullness of your spirit, Shekinah glory come down, Shekinah glory come down. That like, remember singing that song a lot, mm. but you know, if I think about it, do I really want God to release the fullness of his glory? Ooh. You know, <laughs> I'm sinful. I know myself. Mm. If, if you're listening, you know yourself. If you stand in the presence of the holy God, with his full glory on display, I'm sorry, brother, you're getting wiped out. Like you cannot stand. A... And if you if if you can continue to exist, you're on your face flat, just like Isaiah, mm -hmm. Isaiah, oh, yeah. and uh, uh, Isaiah six, Isaiah six, yes, where he's he's brought up to heaven and he he looks around. And he's in this throne room and he looks up and he sees just this throne and. God seated on the throne, can't even see his face and the seraphim are surrounding him, covering their faces, mind you, covering their faces, covering their feet and, and hovering about. And he falls to his face immediately. He wow. says, God, I am unworthy. I am a man of unclean lips. Mm. You know, I do not deserve to be here. I don't deserve to be in your presence. And even then, I don't think the full glory of God is like radiated out upon no. him because it, if if that's the case, his holiness could not like we can't stand it cannot cannot stand the presence of a sinful creature oh yeah and so the holiness isn't going to give mm. so the 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 because his holiness doesn't doesn't give it it goes like it it, it <laughs> yeah. is it is full it's stalwart it's solid mm -hmm. and so it's not going to just it's not going to give in for like some sin like unless he pulls it back yeah you Dang. know yeah. unless he reins it in Kind of reminds me of the transfiguration, man. Holy cow. <laughs> you Jesus know? in the and, and even like even with the transfiguration, they see even with Moses, they see they see the glory of God radiating off of his face. That's true. And they're yeah. like, oh my gosh, what's happening? Is he like, is this is God he, himself? Yeah. And like, and so you have to think, like, if if we're like in the full presence of God, his full glory shout, like we're not gonna react the way that we think we're going to. We're not going Dang. to react the way that we see. Um, you know, we see people reacting in, uh, like in worship services because you're not going to, you're not going to stand and cry. You're not going to fall backwards. You're going to fall on your face and you're going to say, Lord, I am unworthy. Dang. Well, and I think I really, I'm so glad you brought that because I, I was not even thinking about this topic when we're, we're like, or this uh, part of the topic that, uh, but what you're, I, correct me wrong, what you're talking about is having a fear of the Lord, Yeah. you know? And that is, I think that, I think that's where these 
like for if we want to talk about people taking the Holy Spirit like too far, um, I think that's where it's like you it's like you almost think like you're you're above you're above Christ and that you can use the Holy Spirit for like whatever you want. Yeah. You know, and like and there's a there's such a it's so crazy how like when you come to Christ, <clears throat> there is a um there is a an amazing love that you get from him, but there's also a humbling like like no yeah. other and like you said Dang, that fall good. forward that like god i am not i am not worthy i'm not supposed to be be worthy you are you are worthy and and a sur- surrendering to him mm-hmm. uh and it's such a i don't i like i think one i think that's why it's one of the reasons why i like i believe in god and i think we all do where only god could be so loving but also be have so much ju- judge, judgment on, on us, but that that was covered by grace and by the blood yeah. of the cross. Yeah, because mm, God, know? like, if you look if you look at the cross of Christ, mm. we we look at it and we're like, oh, God's love is fully on display. Yeah, you know, His justice is fully on display. His wrath is fully on display. All of God and who He is was fully on display at the cross. So the most vile and evil act that ever happened in the course of history where the only innocent man was murdered yep. is also the most loving act Dang. that ever happened in history. Mm, it's also good. the most just act that ever act, uh, happened in history. It's also the most graceful and the most merciful, mm. so on and so forth, because all of God was on display there. Yeah, And so to stand before God and see what he's done and to say like, oh yeah, I can, I, I, I want to stand in your presence, God. It's like, no, I'm, I'm going to fall on my face yeah. in your presence because of mm-hmm. who you are, because of what you've done. You are so much greater, so much higher, so much more worthy than I am. And so I, I concede, I lower myself down, yes. you know, more of him, less of me. There's another song that we used, to, we used to sing a lot and I like that song and I still do. It's more of you and less of me, more of you, mm-hmm. more of you, you know? wonderful. And so I, you know, I think that that's, that's an appropriate like mindset we should have when we come before the Lord, when we come before the Holy spirit, Hmm. you know, because he's not a genie. Oh no. He's not Hmm. a genie. You know, he's not going to just do what you ask. He doesn't give you three wishes, you know, and he's not some force. He's a person. That's good. Yeah. You know, he he's a person of the Trinity. He is God. You know, you can't just be like, Holy spirit. Can you, uh, Inflate my bank account. Like, <laughs> you, can't, you can't do that. Answer Joel Osteen. <laughs> you, know, you, you can't do that. That's oh, yeah. God you're talking yeah. to. You know, he's not a tool for you to use for your own, you know, for your own gain. Um, when the Holy Spirit has acted throughout history, it's to bring himself glory. That's good. Yeah. It's to bring, it's to bring God glory, to point people towards Christ. And so this is where we can talk about, we can get back into the main thing that we were talking about, the gifts of the spirit. What is the purpose of them? Hmm. Are you legit asking? Yeah, I want to. Well, like, what is the purpose of the of the gifts of the spirit? I, At least in your minds, I would say the first thing that com- comes to my mind is that there, um, when when Jesus died, died on the cross, he did he did so so that he could like he that that was him uh, fostering us in into the, into the fa- family of God. You know, that's where we became, we were, we were Gentiles and then we became children of God. And so in that, you know, it's weird because we're, we're not, we're, we're submitted under Christ, but we're also co-heirs with Christ. And when, when, when God in the, in the old, in the old Testament, 
um, God would show his power in such miracle ways. You know, there, there's, uh, you know, every, every, so many examples in the story of story Moses, the burning bush, the, this, uh, this uh, splitting of the Red Sea, you know, uh, all, all these, all these things. Um, and so I think, I don't know, I think when, when it comes to my mind, I think it's a, uh, it's, it's the Holy Spirit and Jesus working through, through us so that we could show evidence of God, God on earth. You know, and so and so that and so that people can see the glory of God, and that so that they can know know who's 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 behind it. Yeah, but yeah. I would say like the gifts of the Spirit um, is before we get into like that question. I think we have to ask ourselves first, yeah. like, what does the Holy Spirit do? Mm. I think first and foremost, because if we get if we get wrong, if we if we get what I'm trying to say is like <laughs> if we get what the Holy Spirit. Uh, what the Holy Spirit is doing wrong, then we don't know what he's doing through the gifts of the Spirit. Mm -hmm. So what the Holy Spirit does is that he bears testimony of Jesus. Mm -hmm. He points to Christ. And I feel like for the gifts of the Spirit, that's something that the Spirit enables us to do, not to glorify or to gratify ourselves, mm -hmm. but to point to to Christ. And if we're going to look through the book of Acts, uh, basically miracles there happens upon the uh the test uh the the test uh, uh the testimony of the gospel uh, uh, um the gifts of the spirit uh, all the things that happened all the miraculous things that happened there occurred followed by um the um, the the preaching of the gospel because all of those things are meant to testify about Christ it's the confirmation of basically saying yeah Jesus Christ rose from the dead like our testimony should like basically the gifts of the spirit should validate their testimony about mm -hmm. Christ. Yeah. So that's my understanding of the gifts of the Spirit. So let's break it down. Let's talk about the first one. That like so specifically gifts of the Spirit. What we're talking about are the miraculous gift, tongues, prophecy, mm -hmm. healing. Right. Tongues. What does tongues accomplish? Well, if we look, if we look uh, in the Book of Acts at Pentecost, they're praying, and then tongues of fire come and rest on their head. And who was there? The diaspora of the, the, the Jewish diaspora hmm. was coming from all these different places from around the known world. The people who were separated from Jerusalem, from Israel, they were dispersed out because of past wars and so on and so forth. They've been pushed out of, you know, out of their homeland and they're coming back. They're traveling back for Pentecost. And so there's thousands of different people who speak so many, so many different languages. And at Pentecost, tongues of fire rest on the apostles. Hmm. And then they go out and they start speaking in different tongues. And what does the diaspora say? Who is this man who has never been to where I'm from? And he speaks my language and I understand him. And what are they speaking? Not, you know, the Lord is telling me to tell you this because in two years you're going to start a business venture and so on. No, no, he's not saying that. Yeah. He's saying there's a man named Jesus Christ who was the Messiah, the perfect son of God who lived a perfect life and died for your sins and he's conquered death, he's conquered sin and he's risen again and he's coming back. Mm. So repent and believe in him so that you might be saved and join in on the kingdom of God. They're speaking the gospel. Yeah. That's what the tongues was for, to 
tell these people who did not speak Aramaic or Greek, you know, who probably spoke like Lebanese or or Hindu or um, a different kind of Arabic or Chinese or Spanish or whatever, you know, languages were around Latin, you know, whatever languages were around at this time that people were speaking, the tongues were real languages. They were authentic. They weren't the Araya Shaya Batasa, you know, they weren't that. They were me saying, you know, not not just saying like, hey, you know, this and this. It's me speaking in Spanish mm -hmm. to somebody who doesn't know how to speak English. It's me speaking uh, Cantonese to somebody who doesn't speak English. It's me speaking in Arabic to somebody who doesn't know how to speak English. Be I don't know Arabic. I don't know Chinese. I barely know Spanish, you know? But if I went to Mexico and the Holy Spirit came upon me and I started speaking the gospel in Spanish, that's tongues. That's mm -hmm. that gift. That's what's described in Acts. You know, not not just a personal prayer language, not the language of angels that we get that gets thrown out a lot uh, by people in the continuationist camp, because that was that was a statement of of Paul saying, even if you could, not saying that you do, but he's saying even if you did speak in the language of angels, if you did it without love. It's meaningless. Hmm. And so tongues, if you speak in them without love, hmm. without the gospel, you speak them without love, it's meaningless. And so hmm. even even if even if the glossolalia, I think is what they call it, the you know, the where it doesn't it's not really a language, it's kind of this like utterance. Utterance, the the your personal prayer language or whatever. Uh -huh. If you do it without love, it's meaningless hmm. in the end. And so what is more loving than to preach the gospel hmm. to somebody? And you can't, within a language you can't do, you can't speak. So like, let's like, that's, and, and that's what the purpose of that is. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not a, it's not a personal language. It's not a prayer language. It is a, it is a, a speaking to others when you can't. I see. If no. that makes sense. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I feel like, so, because like you said, there are two Greek words for tongues. Um, I don't know about the other one. What, what was the other one? Uh, for like the, the, the native language. What was the uh, Greek word for that? Do you know by chance? I'm not too sure. Because I know like for the glossa, like that's the, for the uh, um, utterance, uh, prayer, um, pr uh, 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 prayer of tongues, right? So I think it's, is it in First uh, Corinthians, I think? Yeah, First Corinthians um, chapter 14, it says, For one who speaks in a tongue speaks not to man but to God, for no one understands him, but he utters mysteries in the Spirit. Um, so how would you navigate that verse? Not passage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that verse, when people use that, kind of like, ha, see that? That's the yeah. utterance, the prayer yeah. of the Spirit. What, is, what does the rest of it say? Okay, so um, he, he uh, Paul proceeds to say, on the other hand, the, the one who prophesies speaks to people for their upbuilding and encouragement and consolation. The one who speaks in the tongue builds up himself, but the one who prophesies builds up the church. Now, I want you all to speak in tongues, but even more to prophesy. The one who prophesies is, is greater than the one who speaks in tongues, unless someone interprets so that the church may be built up. And then... You know, I'm going to keep reading. Yeah, keep now, going. Now, <laughs> keep going. now, brothers, if I come to you speaking in tongues, how will I benefit you unless I bring you some revelation or knowledge or prophecy or teaching? 
If even lifeless instruments such as the flute or the harp do not give distinct notes, how will anyone know what is played? And if the bugle gives an indistinct sound, who will get ready for battle? So with yourselves, if with your tongue you utter speech that is not intelligible, how will anyone know what is said? For you will be speaking into the air. There are doubtless many different languages in the world, and none is without meaning. But if I do not know the meaning of the language, I will be a foreigner to the speaker, to the and the speaker a foreigner to me. So, yeah, blah 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 blah. blah. Okay. Oh, wait, actually, uh, uh, speak <laughs> no, of to verse thirteen. Continue. Therefore, one who speaks in the tongue should pray that he may interpret. For if I pray in a tongue, my spirit pray, prays, but my mind is unfruitful. What am I to do? I will pray with my spirit, but I will. But I will pray with my mind also. I will sing praise with my spirit, but I will sing with my mind also. Otherwise, if you give thanks with your spirit, how can anyone in the position of an outsider say amen to your thanksgiving when he does not know what you are saying? For you may be giving thanks well enough, but the other person is not being built up. I thank God that I speak in tongues more than all of you. Nevertheless, in church, I would rather speak five words with my mind in order to instruct others. Then ten thousand words in a tongue. Hmm. Do you want me to keep going? Is this also where he says, like, if you speak in a tongue and nobody hears it, there's no one to interpret it. Pray to yourself. I think so. Yeah, I think that's what that's that's what I said. I think. Yeah. 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 That's what it is. Yeah. And so, this is why it's important to not just stick to one verse, but to read the whole thing. Yeah. Because if you if you want to just look at that, it's like, oh, wait, hold on. There is personal prayer language. There is that. But what Paul says is like, hey, even if you do, even if you do speak in a tongue that, you know, what's the point if no one else understands? Yeah. And this is where, where I was coming from. It's like when, when the Holy Spirit causes us to speak in tongues, it should be for the building up of the body. And if you do have that ability but nobody understands it. You're a resounding gong. Mm, dang. <laughs> you know, you're not doing anything. And that's why Paul says, I'd rather speak five words in a, to give instruction than thousands in a tongue. Because while the tongue is, it's a cool thing. Dude, imagine, you know, somebody shows up and they've been given the ability to speak Chinese, yeah. you know? Yeah, without even learning. Without learning it. And they come up to you and they go, horse washing, you know, whatever. <laughs> that's not a racist thing. That's just, that's just me like, <laughs> you know, being chilling, you know, if they, if they, if they come up to you and they start speaking in, in, you know, in Mandarin or Cantonese, but dude, I'm from, I'm from Kentucky, you know, like <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm the whitest guy you've ever met. My name is Bill. Like... <laughs> It's not going to help. No, yeah. You know, it, it doesn't, it doesn't work. Yeah. Mm. And so it's better, it, like, it's better to speak in, in actual instruction using the mind than to speak in tongues. And so this is why, this is why I say I'm on the fence. I don't think that they've stopped. Mm. Yeah. I think the Holy Spirit can still move. Mm-hmm. I think he still does move. Amen. And so if he causes one of us to speak in, if I start speaking in Tagalog right now, to tell you, oh, you know, weird. that, you know, that Christ loves you, Mark, and that despite the fact that you, you know, you failed in your life, he's still holding you up and he's making you worthy for the position that you're going to be in for the, for what he has for you. He's building you up and he's mm-hmm. going to set you there for his glory. Mm. 
if I tell you that in Tagalog, that's a, that's an awesome move of the spirit. But yeah. I just did that right now in English. Mm-hmm. And so, you know? Yeah. And so it, it's it's... It's an awesome thing, but if I went up to Joe and I started speaking in Tagalog, telling him the same, you know, something something similar, a word that the, that the Lord has for him in these tongues, but I can't interpret it, mm. and mm. he can't interpret it, mm. what's the use? I mean, that's what Paul, Paul is saying here. And so when the tongues are used, uh, and when we see them used a lot, they're used to specifically communicate something to somebody. And so Paul is instructing the church of Corinth to say, hey, don't abuse these gifts yeah, because they're good. Dang. Don't yeah. abuse them. Don't use them for your own glory because that's what you do whenever you speak and out of, speak out of turn at church. Mm. And I, I have a specific example of this. Um, whenever I was going to Bible college in San Antonio, um, we got assigned different uh, churches to go to. And uh, at this time, there was a lot of raining. Uh, Hurricane Harvey had just like... It was like blowing through at this time. And so we were getting a lot of rain. Wow. And so the church that I was going to, I couldn't get to because there was a dip that you had to go through to get to the one road to get to it. And so uh, I just couldn't drive there. So I went with a buddy of mine uh, to his to the church that he was assigned to. And so I was sitting in the, I was sitting in the, you know, in the audience uh, and we're or standing in the audience, sorry. And we were, we were worshiping, we we're singing uh, and like the music like starts to die down. Uh, because the song's ending. And then this older gentleman like stands up, like he's just fully, you know, <laughs> fully like standing up, looking up, and he just starts speaking in tongues. Mm. Out, just just out loud in the middle of the, of, of, and, and I, like in, at first it threw me off. I was like, what? Which is weird because it was a Pentecostal, you know, Bible college. So I should be used to this, but I'd never seen, you know, I'd never seen somebody just like, stand up while it's quiet, like it's quieting down. Like most of the time, whenever I'd heard people speaking in tongues, it was while the music was raging, it was going, people were like crying and praying out loud. And they were, then they would speak in tongues, you know, and it would, they would mix in with their language, like with the, you know, with English or Spanish. Um, and so like, you know, that's what I had experienced, but this dude just like, just, just stands up and just starts speaking in tongues. And then he stops. And then he, and then he, gives a translation of it, but it's like the most basic, like, you know, like the Lord is going to prosper us. He's going to glorify himself, like that kind of thing Mm. where it's like, that's great and all, but you could have just said that. (laughs) (laughs) So what was the point of the tongue? Yeah. 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 No. Yeah. Well, because what the Holy Spirit does is not pointless. That's mm. the Holy Spirit doesn't act and move in a pointless way. And he doesn't, he doesn't act in, in order to bo- boast, boast himself. Exactly. You know, he's, he's straight to the point. He's, he, there's no, there's no messing around with him. He's just, mm-hmm. cause why, like you said, like, why, why would you, why would you need to speak that if you, if you can't speak, speak that? Mm-hmm. In if you're speaking in English, no. because yeah. the thing is, is it wasn't a different language. It was, it was the same, you know, tongues that I've heard all my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so it wasn't, it wasn't like meant for somebody. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a, you know, it wasn't a proclamation of the gospel necessarily. It was like a, a, a message of like prosperity, like, like not, not like in the like prosperity gospel way, but like the Lord is going to prosper the church and bring, and bring blessing. Yeah. Like, and so like in, in my mind and, and even now I'm just like, what was the point of the tongue? Tongues. Yeah. Other than to get the attention on you. 
well there's a um there's people who might say like oh maybe he is praying and the holy spirit is being like um he's being filled with the holy spirit and then after like the whole speaking in tongues now he delivers the message of what he received so there are like some charismatics that will um um i would say in interpret that situation that yeah. way yeah so i don't know yeah i'm and just playing the charismatic yeah, side no, i would counter that <laughs> and i'd say that if you're a christian you're already filled with the holy spirit okay like you don't need to be be continually being filled with the holy spirit mm. in a sense because the holy spirit is in you mm. you know it's like it's not the holy spirit isn't some juice that you run out of you know <laughs> oh, oh. you know there's not, he's not a he's not a recharger like something you plug yourself into to recharge your batteries. Yeah. In a sense, he's always with you. He's always there. The moment that you uh, you profess Christ, like he regenerates your heart and he indwells within you. Dang, that's good to know. Yeah. Like you, we got to remember this. Yeah. Because we do use a lot of language like Holy Spirit, fill me up. Mm. You know, I need to build myself up in the Spirit. You know, mm. and you know, and a lot of that is weird Christianese language that we've like. <laughs> created like yeah. rec recently really like last 200 <laughs> years like last 150 years like early like early 1900s like late 1800s mm -hmm. like that's whenever this stuff resurged again because i say resurged because there was a there's a really weird movement funny enough in the early church called the Mont montanists i think is what they're called wait what yeah uh and so they were a small sect that were deemed heretical by the early church, funny, funnily enough. Oh, I did not where know they, this. They solely relied on experience and moves of the Holy Spirit. What? Of like prophecy and speaking in tongues. And they were seriously? Yeah. What, wait, what is this thing called again? The Mont Montanists, I think is what they're called. Um, funnily enough, Tertullian, uh, one of the early church fathers, uh, he got wrapped up in that towards the end of his life. Uh, and it's interesting. So like, they're like, and they, but they were deemed like they were doing other stuff. And so like, they were like replacing Jesus mm. with, Ooh. uh, with the Holy spirit basically. Yeah. If that makes sense. We're like, uh, if I'm getting this correct, where it's like, there's a specific thing or the specific like being that is supposed to speak to us and move. Uh, and so they're like, they have like one person who can talk to him, man. And it's kind of it's a kind of a weird culty kind thing. Of sound like Whoa. new age. It's kind, kind of, of a thing. weird culty thing. But they relied on experience. They relied on movements of the Holy Spirit. They relied on prophecy. Mm -hmm. Did they rely on the word at all, or was it just? Oh, I mean, they used the word, right. but like it was it wasn't the main focus. Anymore. It wasn't focusing on like, hey, Jesus died for your sins. Yeah, it was like, like a. It's like, hey, let's come and experience this again. Wait, that's so weird. what are the dangers of that? Because like that's yeah. a that's a thing right now, like in yeah. the in modern Christianity, where like you know, like I'm not saying to you know like seek. <laughs> Um, the good things of God, you know, not to be pumped up whenever there's revival, but what are the dangers of like, you know, wanting and desiring to like, you know, looking, looking for these types of experiences? You know, it's a good thing to want to experience God. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good thing. But the problem comes whenever you take that experience and you raise it above the person you're wanting to experience. Yeah. Oh, wow. When you create an idol out of the experience, when you make a golden calf, that's whenever it becomes a problem. And that's what a lot of churches are doing nowadays. Yeah. Hmm. And like, I don't want to keep like going after the charis charismatics no, no, and the yeah, Pentecostals no. because I love, I love my, like my home church. Oh yeah. Like 
I fully, I fully, like whenever I go home and I preach, you know, I fully welcome them to, to worship the way they do because I do believe that they are worshiping genuinely. Mm-hmm. There's an old, older woman at my church, at my dad's, my dad's church, my home church, um, Sister Elsa. Gosh, what a woman. <laughs> she is. She's a Christian she, warrior? Oh, dude, she is one of the most passionate, loving women I've ever met in my life. She loves the Lord with all her heart. And I pray that I can be like her in the sense that she's in it, man. She's relied on God her entire life. She's got stories. She's one of the like prayer warriors of the church there, mm. man. And she is amazing. Yeah. And so like every single Sunday, man, she's in tune with it and she's crying and she's worshiping. Wow. You know, she speaks in tongues. But like, it's never like a... Like distracting. It's never distracting, yeah. you know? And so I see it and I see it. And I'm like, that's beautiful, <laughs> you know? Mm. I think it's wonderful that she worships that way, you know? Uh, and so like, I, whenever I go home and, I, and I, I, I preach and I get hype whenever I preach, I'm not <laughs> like a, I'm not like a stand behind. I used to be, but I'm not like this anymore where I stand behind my pulpit mm. and I, and I'm like reading, you know, my sermon off. You, and you walk around. I walk of, around yeah. now. Yeah. And like, I'm not monotone. I'm, I raise my voice. I get loud. I cry. Yeah. I get excited. I jump, you know, because it's an emotional thing. It yeah. Is. You it know? Uh, and I think that there's, you know, it's, it's, appropriate, it's, a, it's appropriate in different settings. You got to know your audience in a sense. If I did that in a Presbyterian church, I, <laughs> they probably wouldn't be too happy. <laughs> I've been there's one a, of those services before and it's really weird. There's a story. <laughs> Seriously? Man, there's a, one time, but. There's a story that my dad told me from, I don't know who it was, uh, but this pastor in Mexico, he had a mustache. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, yeah, yeah, I know, right? Mexican with a mustache. Ha ha. <laughs> um, you know. But he was a he was an evangelist, and the, the he was going to speak at this church, and the church the pastor like like came up to him that night, and he's like, "Hey, listen, I don't think it's wrong that you have a mustache. I think it's fine, but a lot of the elders here don't want a pastor to come up with facial hair. They they see it as a you know as a thing that they don't want. You know they think it's like interesting. You know, it's not appropriate. And so and it's weird because like us we're like we're like in the like the age of like like hipster <laughs> like yeah. hipster yeah. pastors you know it's so like so they got the full you know? beards they look like they're a part of mumford and sons like <laughs> you know that's that's like the kind of but like you think think yeah. of this like in the 1950s back in the days you you were clean shaven you wore a suit you know and you had your hair short that's that's yeah. the culture and so you know being in mexico you have a mustache you know it's normal but if you're if you're in a if you're an evangelist and you're going up to preach at the pulpit you need to look like a pastor and so the the elders were like it's going to be a like it's going to be an issue for us if he has that. And so, you know, the pastor comes up to him and they're like, "Hey, you know, I think it's fine, but I, you know, if you want to preach, you need to shave." And instead of, you know, instead of going against them and being like, "No, you can't tell me what to do," you know, you brought me here, so you're gonna you're gonna have me. He shaves his mustache mm. because, you know, it shouldn't be it shouldn't be a stumbling block to preach the gospel. Right? That's true. Yeah, to to others. And so, like wow. you know, I get excited whenever I preach, and I jump up and I jump up and down, and I get a motive, and uh, you know, my 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 notes are solid. You know, I'm preaching the gospel, I'm I'm exegeting the text as I should, you know, but I'm not like 
going off on, you know, other stuff, you know, and I'm, I'm not doing that. But like, if I were to preach, you know, if I was to preach at a Presbyterian church, I'm not going to do that. I'll rein it in, mm. you know, I'll die to myself in that, in that regard Wow. to get the gospel across. So that way they can receive. That's good. And, yeah. and I think that's a true move of the spirit. Well, and, and it's like, uh, wow. Well, no, that, well, cause, cause what you're saying is, is it's like, if we, if we think that God can only move when we do something extravagant in the spirit, then then we're saying the word isn't good, good enough. Ooh. You know, like the word, like, like if, if we, if we can't just read from the Bible and let God be the, and if we're, if we believe that it's the living word of God and it is alive, then if, if we can't just, like you said, like if we're, if we're just stand up in the pulpit and just, just read, just read the word, that's, I mean that, and that's truly dy- dying to your, like you said, like that. I think that's why I, I thought that was going to go a whole different direction with that guy. Cause like, you know, there, there's a, you know, there's that part of you where like, you know, you want to be rebellious. Get mad. Yeah, like, no, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm going to go against the man, you know, against the church. Mm. And, uh, but no, it's, I think that's a, I think that speaks again to that guy's like true relationship with God to where, like you said, like, no, I'm going to, I'm going to die to myself, you yeah. know, and I'm going to, I'm going to put down my pride mm-hmm. of what I think I need to do. And yeah. I'm just going to say what I believe God, God wants, wants, wants me to That's say. good. Yeah. You know, no, Absolutely. it's kind of like, 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 you know, like I'm not going to let my own preference be, like you said, a hindrance to me yeah. preaching yeah, the gospel. So like, you know, being, I think, it's weird because like for the past few episodes of the podcast we've been talking about faithful like stewarding and being faithful in stewarding and I feel like with that it's like you're just being faithful to where God is calling you like you know like you're not going to let that something hinder you from you know, accomplishing what God has called you to do. So what are you going to say, Joe? No, no, I was just going to say, and, and on that too, he's, he's really, he's really being and like, uh, he's being biblical, like through the word of not just being good steward, but also submitting to authority. Oh you yeah. Know? That's good. And, and I think, uh, there's, and I, I think that's where, uh, again, again, like what, what you're saying is being a good steward. And if you're going to be a truly a disciple of Christ and if he's telling you, all right, I need you to go, go to this pl- place. I want you to stay there. And then again, you're under their authority. So you kind of, unless they're breaking the, law, the laws of what, what the Bible says, yeah, you're, you're under their, their like, authority. There's certain right. things we can, we can give way to like, yeah. you know, yeah. if, if the church is like, Hey, listen, you know, if you're going to be a leader here, if you're going to be an elder, if you're going to be a preacher, if you're going to be a teacher, hmm. We want you to show up to church in your Sunday best. I think we can like forego the jeans and like t-shirts for one Sunday. For one, for <laughs> one, one like yeah, we can we can humble ourselves and submit that. That's good. And uh, we've gotten a little off topic, you know, oh, yeah. for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Tough, but like you know, there's there's you know there's I think there's room where we can we can live with that uh, and live in these spaces where like reform people, you can you can preach the gospel to people who believe in speaking in tongues. <laughs> Come on. You can go to those churches and you can preach the gospel to them because they need it. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, Pentecostals, like, if 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 you're, like, in a place where you, for some reason you're in a Reformed church, like, you can, like, hold back mm-hmm. speaking. Like, I, I did that whenever I came here because I'm so used to worshiping, like, a Pentecostal. Mm. I don't speak in tongues uh, like like that. I don't, I don't do that, but I get loud. Mm. You know, and I want to jump up and down because I'm so excited about God, you know? Yeah. And part of me also is like, hey, I need to like not make attention for myself, mm. but also like, I don't want to be a hindrance to my brother next to me or my sister next to me. Yeah. Does that makes sense? Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. and so I think there's like, there's ways we can like, as Christians, as brothers and sisters in Christ, we can live with each other 
and like and work with each other. We don't have That's to. Good. <laughs> we don't have to, uh, you know, always make something a theological argument. Oh yeah. Um, oh my gosh. Yeah. But back to the theological argument. Right. Uh, <laughs> prophecy. <laughs> back to the division. <laughs> prophecy yeah. is another one mm. uh, that is argued over, and this is one where I genuinely think that at least capital P prophecy mm. in the sense of revelation from God in some, like it, when it comes to like the word of God, when it comes to future events, like big things, I don't think it happens anymore. Mm. I like, I genuinely don't because we have the canon and it's closed. So you don't think there's like a, there's a bunch of people like running around and be saying like, okay, I had just revelation from God that um, this Pa- uh, not pastor. This uh, one president is going to win the election. Like you, you, you don't. I'd be skeptical. You'd be skeptical. Of that? Absolutely, I because see. like, and that's not me like doubting the spirit. That's me doubting the person. <laughs> huh? Like if that makes sense. What do you mean by like doubt? Just doubting the person, kind of like. I'm... I think that people who run around saying that kind of stuff are pushing something, because we had somebody say that Trump was going to win in twenty twenty. Oh yeah, yeah. We had people prophesying that. Guess what happened? Biden's our president. <laughs> you know? <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. Why is everything so expensive now? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but like, you know, we had people running around prophesying that and it didn't come true. So I'm always I'm always cautious when it comes to when I like hear stuff. Like, and, and so like it, if we look throughout history, throughout the Bible, prophecy is usually not a good thing. Mm. In the sense of like, hey, the Lord has given me a word and I'm going to prophesy over you in two years, you know, you're going to be successful. It's never something like that. It's always like, and the Lord has spoken and he said, if you do not repent of your sins and turn back to him, he's going to destroy Jerusalem. He's going to destroy Israel. Hmm. He's going to destroy Babylon. He's going to destroy you know, he's going to destroy Greece. He's going to destroy Rome. If you do not repent and turn back to him, this is what's going to happen. Mm. That's what the prophecies are. Mm. And then there's prophecies like the messianic prophecies of, a, of like Genesis chapter three, you know, uh, but there like, but there will be one to come from your seed mm. who will stomp on the head, crush the head of the snake mm-hmm. and he will bruise his heel. That's happened. Yeah. That's Jesus. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> That's Jesus. One, I think like, like, like you said before, it's like the can't, the cannons cl- closed. Like it, it's every, everything that needed to happen for, for us to exist and ha- have a relationship with Christ ha- has, or, has yeah. already happened. And like speaking, and I think I like that too, like how, how you were saying, like, you know, if someone was prophesied, like, no, like God, God said to repent, repent your, repent your sins, you know, like in this, this will happen to that, something like that. But I, I think, I think, but like, it's like, there's a difference between God, God saying like, Hey, you need to do this now. Versus yeah. something like, hey, this is going to happen in two, two years, yeah. you know, or yeah. whatever. And like, it's like we have to we have to differentiate between thus saith the Lord, yeah, and like, hey, the Lord's putting it on my heart to tell you this, mm. like, because I do think that sometimes God gives people insight to like somebody, like, hey, yeah, you know, it's like, yeah. hey, I don't know why, but like, God's been putting it on my heart to tell you, like, hey, turn back to Him, like, it's good, you, you know, you're going through something right now. I don't know what it is. But mm. like, he's it, like, I feel, I feel it. Uh, and so the Lord's telling me to tell you like, Hey, lean on him, mm. repent, you know, and, and put your faith in him. Like, yeah. 
that makes sense because yeah. that's biblical. That mm. that that's something that like that sounds like something God would say, you know. <laughs> but if somebody's like, "Hey, the thus saith the Lord in 2024, Rav, like Vivek Ramaswamy is going to win the presidential mm. election," like that's a, that's using that's the Lord's a... name in vain. Like, <laughs> I, I, breaking I'll, the fourth, wait, third commandment. Holy yeah, I'll, cow! I'll, I'll I'll put that out there. Like that's Man. using the Lord's name in vain. Because you're you're saying that that's what God said, mm. and you're lying on His name, dude. Is it not like a like that's a death penalty in the Old Testament, right? Like oh if yeah, like, yeah. If you were if you said you were a prophet and you said something was going to happen, and or you said that God said something and it wasn't true, you'd be stoned. Wow, not stoned in a, like you're high, but like stoned. <laughs> no, like, stoned to no, death. they're not gonna they're not gonna invite you to a hot box <laughs> in their car. They're going to pick up rocks and throw them at your head. Like oh, <laughs> oh man. Man, that's wow. okay. Now you said that, like that's kind of very convicting. Because whenever, because yeah. there are times, man, like I, I mean, I mean, I, I've been a victim of this, and like not victim, but kind of like I, I fall <laughs> under this sin of like telling people, "Hey, God told me X, mm-hmm. Y, and Z." Mm-hmm. And there are times where I'm like, I, I, I say something and and story like in, in a group like this, I'd be like, uh, "Yeah, like when I was praying, God told me X, Y, and Z." Mm-hmm. And I never realize the weight of those phrase God told me. Yeah. Like that is now when you put in that light, how it's like, it's the breaking of the third commandment. It real. it's very convicting. Yeah. yeah. And now when I think about it, thank God for Jesus, bro. <laughs> yeah. yeah it gets, like, and here's the thing, like, this is, this is the verse that cessationists go to for this. And I, I am in agreement with them here. Um, now, if God wanted to like, prophesy and thus saith the Lord gives us a new revelation, like, and it lines up with scripture. I'm not going to say like, uh-uh, like, mm-hmm. you know, no, uh Holy Spirit. Like, I'm not going to do that. You know, um, I'm going to be critical. I'm going to look at the text. I'm going to be like the Bereans when it comes to that. Uh, but uh, here's, here's something that, that happened in the, in the past. And this didn't happen to me. This happened to my little brother. Um, you can mm-hmm. ask him if you ever see him in love. Johnny. Yeah. yeah. We were at a, we were at a youth convention. Um, and so we're in high school, my little brothers, I think he's either in middle school or he's a freshman and, uh, (laughs) we are in like the middle of like the, like the Holy spirit, like worship time where like everybody's at the altar and we're Mm -hmm. all like praising, praying and singing, you know, light, it's all dark and the lights are going crazy and they have all these leaders like going out and praying over different, like different students. Uh, and this is a big one. And this guy like specifically chooses my brother. He like walks up to him and he puts his hand on his sh- hands on his shoulders and he like starts praying for him. And he's like, he's like, and I want you to know this right now. I know you didn't have a father, but the, but God is going to step up and be your father. What's crazy is, uh, my dad's been around this entire time. Like he's still here. Like my dad's still a pastor. He's alive. He's not, he's never not been in our lives. I'm pretty sure he was there at that youth convention. <laughs> like maybe he, like the 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 person was saying like physically or like like I would say emotionally present for Johnny or that's not the case. I don't think that's the case. Oh man. Cuz like my dad like my dad's a man like he he's not like like you know the most vulnerable person but like my dad's always been there. He's always yeah. been reliable like Oh, if we ever needed anything, like we could talk to What him. was Johnny's reaction to that? He walked up to me and he's like, you're never going to guess what happened. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got a story to tell you. Yeah, <laughs> And up, so bro. like, I look at that and I, and I, 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 
and I see it and I'm like, you know, that wasn't the Holy Spirit, mm. Mm. you know? And it, and like, and you can't say like, oh, well, maybe that word was meant for somebody else and he went to the wrong person. Uh, no, the Holy <laughs> Spirit's not, the Holy Spirit doesn't make mistakes. He does not guide you to the wrong place. Dang. You know, the Holy Spirit didn't guide Jonah onto that boat to, you know, to run away from his calling in Nineveh. No, you know? Yeah. That was, that was Jonah. Um, and it's so like, you know, the Holy Spirit doesn't make mistakes in, in what he, what he wants people, like, especially if they're receptive to it and they want to mm. go. Like Elijah didn't go to the wrong mountain, <laughs> you know, whenever he was battling with the prophets of Baal, mm. you know? And so like, no, that, that's, that's not how that works. Uh, like if the Holy Spirit's moving and he tells you to go tell somebody something, like he's going to do it with accuracy. He's mm. not going to do it with like, a, I think it's that guy over there. Like, you know, he's sure. Uh, so, and so it's like one of those things where I, I just, I just look at it and I'm like prophecy, like it has to be, you know, it, it has to be accurate. Yeah. It has to line, line up, up with the word. Uh, and it has to, you know, it has to not point towards self, not point towards one's own glory, but point towards God, mm. but yeah. point towards Christ. So how would you explain? Cause like, I, I, I mean, I have. Uh, a lot of charismatic friends who, you know, like they went up to, you know, ask someone for uh, a, a prophetic word as uh -huh. what they call it. And they're like, literally the the description and um, some of the prophecies, quote unquote, uh, are accurate to like what they're going through. I mean, this is just like me, like mm -hmm. in my experience, actually, I had a prophetic word um, before I went to Redeemer and I'm kind of I'm like, I'm just asking them, hey, I'm just kind of lost in life. Like, can you tell me some prophetic words? Actually, I, I still have the recordings in my phone. Mm -hmm. And this woman actually, and uh, she prophesied over what's going to be my spiritual condition in my uh, old workplace. And now like given, like this could happen to anybody, but like, what? so what she says is basically this. She was like, I love you and fire for the Lord. I love that you chose this job that you're in right now to preach the gospel to the people there. But she was like, but be very careful because it can go either ways. Either you can, you know, like bring revival to this place and, you know, um, and, and bring them to Christianity through the work of the Holy Spirit, or you can form their patterns and then you have the temptation or the tendency to fall away. So she gave me that word, and at, at first I'm like, okay, maybe that's not going to happen. And then uh, I think it was a year later, the the, the latter, uh, what she told me, happened. Mm -hmm. I was tempted to fall away. I was I conformed to, to these people's patterns. So how would you kind of describe that, like those kind of prophetic words? Um, was there anything specific that she said? Um... Well, she said something about like she she uh, she had she had it on point when she said that um um you'll be uh, no 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 like you were you were in this job uh -huh. um because you wanted to preach the gospel there mm -hmm. and that's actually what I did because I, I was working at News Channel Ten back in twenty twenty and I was offered a contract and I was like I said no because I want to go to this place I want to go to Walmart and I want to be a light there I want to be a salt and light I want to preach the gospel there um, so that's the reason why I, I started working at Walmart and she had that on point so I was yeah. like okay maybe what she has to say means something okay I don't know like I don't think that that like necessarily goes against scripture I think it was a it's probably a good warning like mm. uh, for you. And it was a good warning for you because, I mean, what happened at Walmart? 
Oh, it's just um. Well, this there's there's just this girl. It's always a girl. Very, it's always a girl. <laughs> uh, yeah, there was a Jezebel spirit. <laughs> Jezebel. <laughs> I think that, I feel that's what it is. Like, but yeah, yeah, it was. I mean, yeah, I mean, it was a girl, and I'm like, I'm like, I was like, you know what? Missionary dating. <laughs> I'm gonna flirt, flirt to convert. convert. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, My man. And, no. Yeah, and I tried doing that, and like, and and it turns out I was like conforming to. Uh, the worldly patterns because she is, you know, she's, you know, outside of the faith. And, um, you know, I just like, at that time I stopped reading my Bible. I stopped, yeah. I just don't have the motivation to go to church. Yeah. So, and after that, like I started to see like the, like the fruit of me not abiding in Christ. And I'm like, uh-huh. dang. And then like that recording kind of popped up into my uh, phone for some reason. Cause I was like, yeah. you know, I'm going to go through my recordings. And yeah. that prophesy, like that prophetic word was just. Um, yeah. No. And I don't, I don't actually like. I don't think that that goes against like what I, what I've said, like this is what I believe anyways, mm. because what I'm talking about is like big stuff, like big capital P prophecy. It's like, like hey, the nuclear apocalypse is going to happen. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, you know, like I don't think that there's going to be an angel who, like who comes down and says like, hey, let's say it's the Lord, mm. you Jesus know, coming back you know, like, yeah, like Jesus is coming back tomorrow or like, hey, here's this, like, here's these two golden tablets, like read them. <laughs> And then uh, make an wow. entire religion based off of it. Oh, Mormonism. Man, that sounds so familiar. <laughs> what is that from? You know, like, I don't think that that, you know, like that's going to happen. Like new revelation. I don't think that there's like, you know, at least like, not, ne- not necessarily like any more. I guess I should like walk that back mm. um, because I think that that's too absolute of a statement mm. whenever it comes to the power of the whole, like me thinking of what happens with the Holy Spirit. But like, at least I'm always going to be cautious mm. whenever somebody says something like, hey, this is going to happen in so-and-so years, you know, because the Holy Spirit told me or like, you know, like prophesying something like that is specifically, but like for you, what she said was very, I mean, like very like, Hey, either you stay with God or you sin and you're going to fall away. Very much like mm-hmm. old Testament. <laughs> hey, thus saith the Lord. If you obey my statutes and you follow my laws, I will bless you. But if you walk away, I will curse you. Like mm-hmm. very, very reminiscent of Old Testament prophecy. So mm-hmm. I don't I don't necessarily think that that's a bad thing or a wrong thing. I think the Holy Spirit does warn us and yeah. gives us warnings. And sometimes he can use it through speaking through somebody else. Uh, and so like, I think maybe like, we shouldn't like make a discipline of like, w- like walking up to people and being like, Hey, can you give me a prophetic word? Because like, maybe that person doesn't have one. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? And so like Providence led you to ask her for a prophetic word and the word was good. Hmm. But oftentimes we try to like make our own, like make our own prophecies. We oh, want to, yeah. we want to, God, what are you what are you speaking to me today? What are mm-hmm. you telling me? I should go out and talk to Mark because he's a prophet. Like, though, mm. no, yeah, there's like the, there was like tendencies like that back then where I'm like, you know what? I just want to have a prophetic word. I just I just don't know what's going on. Yeah. And like I walk up to to a person and it was just like a reach. It was very vague and it's just like mm-hmm. interesting. And so like <laughs> and so like maybe maybe like that desire to like have a word from God is mm-hmm. like. Read your Bible. Read your Bible. <laughs> because like, yeah. Hebrews, Hebrews says, uh, the book of Hebrews says, um, in the past, God has spoken to us through our fathers, the prophets, and the apostles. Or like, yeah, through our fathers and the prophets. Uh, now he's spoken to us through his son, Jesus Christ. Mm. Like, <laughs> in tune. Like, that's there for a reason. 
like, I, 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 and I think this comes to a different point where we start to put our trust in other people rather than the word of God. And I'm not saying that's for everybody, right? but like oftentimes when we, when we listen and hear other people tell us something, we, we tend to believe it more. Well, and, it, and I think it becomes, we're like, as people, like we're like, how do I put this? One of our highest in- insecurities is wanting to be liked, liked and be, be, be loved, right? Right. And, you know, and, the, and just seeking the approval of uh, other people, you know, and there's a certain feeling of affirmation that comes from going, like, if you're con- like, uh, I'm not, I'm not saying what you, you did. I don't think what you did was bad, like in seeking, like if you, mm-hmm. you felt led by the Holy Spirit, but there's a, there's a difference between a, like, Hey, I feel lost right now. I'm going to go see, seek, I'm seeking God versus. Uh, I'm seeking God through people, you know, where you're all you're doing is see, seeking prophet, prophetic, yeah, frank words, and then you know it's like again, like it's like a, it's like you get a quick high from you know, like oh, is this yeah, person said something really good, hit. and like okay, cool, so that you know that keeps you going for a couple more weeks. Now, okay, I need, I need, I need something else, and versus it's like no, like again, like again, like she was, she was leading you back to the back to the true God, back back to the yeah. Word. But if there's some somebody where uh, they're not leading, they're not reminding you back of the gospel, back. Back of the word, back of Jesus, they're just like telling, "Oh, this is this is going to happen." This can and and again, like not that that uh, it's so hard. It's like not that that can't happen, but like, uh, but if all you're doing is seeking prophetic prophetic words, I think that could be really toxic. In yeah, itself. absolutely, absolutely. It's it's kind of insane because I think, and this is again where we lean to like like Christians in this area will lean too far one way. Mm. They'll lean too far in the, no, God doesn't do that anymore. Uh, and so like, don't do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. Or they'll just abandon scripture altogether and they'll look towards prophetic words to get their next word from. Yeah. Rather than getting the word from the word itself, capital W word itself, himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like, you know, and, and I think the solution to this is... Get discipled, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because if yeah. you're lost, <laughs> just s- slap your microphone. Yeah. If you're lost, <laughs> if you're if you're feeling like you need guidance, yeah. If you're feeling like you need something, like it's good to have a Christian who is teaching you, who is oh, mentoring yeah. you, yeah. and like, and this is this is an issue in all churches, all of them. We do not have men stepping up to lead younger men. Yeah, and like this, we're going off topic again. But like, <laughs> Vody Bauckham, Vody Bauckham has a has a sermon where uh, he he talks about this. Uh, I can't remember what it's called, but he's like, Christianity is like the only place where we accept mediocrity in our walls among experienced Christians. Mm. You go to a if you go to a a mason a masonry place and you uh, and you start training under a bricklayer. And you say, "Hey, listen, I want to lay bricks. You know, it's my passion. It's something that I've, I've, you know, I've wanted to do all of my life. I want to lay bricks, and you're the guy that, like, everybody says I need to talk to. You know, you've been doing it for years. You know, can you teach me?" And he goes, "I don't know nothing about laying any bricks. Go, I'm not a bricklayer. Like, go, go find somebody else." Uh-huh. You know, he would get fired. Like, right. no, yeah. like that would be that would reflect badly on you know, on the company. Oh yeah, definitely. But in Christianity, you have a Christian who's on fire for God, who's young and he mm-hmm. wants more. And, you know, somebody like he's, he's talking and he's like, dude, I, you know what? There's this guy in my church who's been a Christian for years. He serves, he's a leader, he's an elder, he's a deacon, he's whatever. And like, I see him and I admire him, 
and I want to ask him to disciple me. And so he goes up and he asks him like, hey, can you disciple me? I'm a, you know, I'm a young Christian. I want to learn more. I want to grow in my faith. You know, I want to become the man that God has called me to be. Will you disciple me? Hmm. And the man says, I'm no preacher. Hmm. Go, go talk to a pastor if you want hmm. that. That's wrong. Hmm. That is wrong. Oh, yeah. You know, and so, you know, with, with, with Christians who are desiring more and who want more, there needs to be people to disciple them. That's yeah. good. And so pastors should be discipling their leaders and their leaders should be discipling the people underneath them. And so that way we don't have like this constant issue of like, I need a prophetic word because I feel lost, mm. you know, or like I, I need to look to men to, to get my, you know, because if you're in that place and you have somebody who's discipling you and you talk to them about it, they're going to say, hey, read your word. Yeah. Hmm. Like you don't need a prophetic word. The word's right there in front of you, Yeah, you know, or, or they'll say, okay, well, you know, the Lord is pressing on my heart to tell you this, you know, there's at least like a system set up in place where there's order and it's not just chaos. Right. Oh, yeah. Because our God is not a God of chaos. Come on. Yeah. He's a God of order. That's good. No, sorry. I just, I just want, want to say on that note of just like, just bit mentoring and like men speaking to younger men too. We, we have to be so on guard and know how, how to mentor because where, where we, where we're stepping into and generationally wise is the millennials are, are stepping into the full-time positions, being the pa- pastors being, you know, and there's the whole progressiveness side, mm-hmm. side of it. And now that that is wrong, but it's like, okay, we need to focus on what's, what's happening with us before we go pre- pre- preach to them. Right. You know? And so with, uh, within our own churches, what's getting scary is that the millennials don't know how to, how to mentor because they were never mentored or never yeah. seeked being, yeah, being mentored yeah, yeah. or weren't mentored it's correctly. Blame it on the boomer. <laughs> no, but, and then, and so then now that gets even worse for us. Cause then we go seeking mentorship from them mm-hmm. and then there, it's that there's that, that answer. I or, know pastor. You know, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, they're no pastor or worse. They, they give you a, a wrong doctrine or a wrong, yeah. wrong gospel. Yeah. Or that, that's, that's even way, way worse. Yeah. Than, and I think that's uh, where we get stuff like a lot of the charismatic. Oh yeah. Like hyper charismatic, not so much charismatic, but like hyper charismatic. That's super, super, like far, like grave. So we were talking about her, like grave soaking. What? Yeah. Oh, you don't know about grave soaking? So no. like, oh. like so like with Bethel, um, a church from California, yeah, in Redding, California. Yeah. Like Bethel isn't like the last. No, fuck, I, I, like, I mean for the sake of um, <laughs> confidentiality, <laughs> <laughs> a church in California, a church in California, a church in California. <laughs> the ones who uh, who like put out all the music. Yeah, that church, like that church that that's been around not not so that long. Like it's pretty recent. Wow. Yeah. Wait, so what, what so they so like there was a practice that was happening oh my for a while there where it's like oh man dude all these old Christians they have so much like uh, like uh, like anointing I no. think is what they use like they have so much anointing we should like I just want to like sit on their grave so that way I can take some of that oh, anointing yeah. for myself and soak it up. What? Yeah, that's a thing there, man. Yeah. Oh, I just want yeah. I just want to clarify I just want to clarify because I, I I'll, it's a fringe thing. Yeah, I all what. Like fringe, like on the fringe. on the edge. Oh, yeah. fr- like, I, th- I thought like, you said French. I was French. like, French. Oh, yeah, it's <laughs> the French. It's the French now. No, like I just want to clarify. Like, so I I know someone who uh, who was from Bethel, and um, I asked her about like that certain issue about grave soaking, and it's not like not all mm-hmm. people from Bethel submit to that that's, teaching. That's not yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's not even like uh, the, the 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 leadership in Bethel are um, are. 
um, teaching that. Yeah. Um, they said like there there are teachers in Bethel that teach that, and um, yeah, they're like being held accountable, something like that. But like, um, but yeah, they they said like th- this person specifically, she's not like yeah, I think that's a new age thing. I think that's an Ooh. an occult. Um, Definitely. No. And, oh. and honestly, dude, here's the thing. A lot of like the hyper charismatic stuff, like, so we, we talk, we like, we talk about like the cessationists where they're like, no, nothing. It's mm-hmm. all rigid. It's mm-hmm. all like, it all has to be contained. Like you can't have any free flowing, like anything from the Holy spirit mm-hmm. because that doesn't happen anymore. Yeah. Uh, and like they restrict it and they, they almost like, I wouldn't say like stop the Holy spirit because nobody can, uh, <laughs> but like they, they put God in a box. Oh Yeah. Um, whereas on the other side of the aisle, God is a God of order. He has rules. He made the law like, come on. Mm-hmm. Um, they take all of that out antinomian. Mm-hmm. And that, that means like anti-law. They have no law. Uh, is that right? Yeah. Antinomian, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, and they, they like take it all out. And so everything is free game and anything that gives you feeling, anything oh. that makes you feel something becomes a practice that's good. Wow. And so that's why we have a lot of like new age stuff and that's and uh, like kind of entering into that sphere Jeez. of it. And like again, it's not all of them. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's like no, yeah. we have to we have to clarify that. No, yeah, there's, because there's there are like... there are like our brothers and sisters who are Pentecostal, who are right. charismatic, mm-hmm. that do love Jesus and they like lo- like they love scripture and they they you know they look on this stuff and they're like, it's kind of weird. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, you know, but like there's a lot of like that new age, this new like new age like ideas and practices that have been co-opted from these pagan like things like Reiki and oh, wow. uh uh, and all this new age like mysticism that they're in, in, like they're putting in because it brings feeling. Mm-hmm. It brings feeling, uh, and it allows you to experience something. Again, it comes back to that word experience, experience right? something. Mm-hmm. Man, well, and uh, sorry, well, I just I just wanted to like go, kind of go back to what Mark was saying, and that like you know like in that person you talked to, how they 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 recognize like, hey, that's a new age thing, like that. That like just because it was somebody in Bethel doesn't mean it was Bethel. And I just I want to encourage like to anybody like listening. It's like in the same in the same way in the church that we uh, you separate uh, separate sin, sin from the sinner. You, mm-hmm. you you know that they're they're still they're a child, child of God. Um, that like any anybody uh, that is doing just because they might be doing something that is maybe wrong wrong the spirit in the church does not mean that that's a bad name on that that church. You got to separate mm-hmm. the person from the, from the church. Yeah, no, but, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, and yeah. and like. Basically, if you're in the church like that, I would highly recommend to like go talk to like a leader about yeah. it. If there's like this weird stuff occult going on in your church mm. that is like, you know, especially if you're in a charismatic church. Mm. Hey, the, the, uh, please. Is, it, is it okay that we're practicing yoga in the basement? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, call that person, please. We're going to we're gonna excommunicate that person. <laughs> but no, like, I mean, like, dude, hold them accountable. I think that's what's missing yes, with these yes. churches. Absolutely. Accountability. Yeah. And, and that's what I was getting at. There's like no restriction there's no law yeah. there's no leadership leadership yeah where like paul says like hey speaking in tongues is good mm. but like if you're not speaking to somebody like pray to yourself don't speak at all mm. it's better to- yeah it's better to speak with your mind than to speak a thousand words because if you don't do it out of love it's meaningless you're mm. a resounding gong yeah. and so uh and so like you know there's reasons why like God has set things up the way he has. That's yeah. You know, yeah. like, yep. and so we can't just like let everything go crazy and 
and burst out with all this other stuff uh, and allowing everything and anything, every whim, every feeling that we have to guide us because ultimately the heart is deceitful above all else. Oh, and so, and so we can't rely on these feelings because, you know, whenever I'm singing down, you know, during worship and Tanyan's like going crazy Mm. on the guitar, you know, and he's singing, uh, you know, and like, like the, the band is moving musically, like wonderfully, like perfectly together. And I'm singing, you know, sometimes that welling up in my chest is not necessarily the Holy Spirit. It's me really enjoying it. Yeah. And getting emotional because it's good. Mm. You know, it's good music. Yeah. You know? And so sometimes like, sometimes I got to like hear myself back because am I doing this for God? Am I doing this for my neighbor or Mm. am I doing this because I like it and I feel good and I want to do it for myself? Mm. You know, you have to, you have to think about that because whenever we're singing, whenever we're worshiping, and this is, again, I think we're getting like, I continually focusing on worship because this is where it all happens. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. uh, You know? Uh, whenever it comes to worship, where is our heart? You know, mm. is our heart in like what is worship for? Worship is for God and for our neighbor. You sing not because God necessarily needs you to sing to Him, right. but because it gives Him glory. And also, your neighbor needs to hear what you're proclaiming through your singing. That's right. Like that's mm. what worship is for. That's good. Yeah, uh, it's a response to what God has done, giving Him glory, and also for your neighbor to hear it. To, for your neighbor to hear what you're responding to, for your neighbor hear, to hear what you're proclaiming, mm-hmm. so that way they can proclaim it as well. Yeah, like that's that's like the whole point. <laughs> and so, you know, if if our our heart is not in that, but it's in the emotion, it's in the experience, it's in the feeling, like we're going to get guided and taken with by every wind that blows in. And so we have to stand firm on the rock of Christ. Amen. Yeah. To know like what to do and what not to do, and where we find that is in Scripture. And so we have to, so this, and so funny enough, this is why I can't say that I'm a cessationist because nowhere in the Bible does it say that these gifts have ceased. There's like people, they they like to say that there's insinuations like, oh, in the early letters, we see them like in the early books of the New Testament, the early letters, we see them talking about gifts of the Holy, like the uh, miraculous gifts of the Holy Spirit, you know, being there and they're being present. But like in the later ones, we kind of see them stop talking about it. Yeah. I think that's an argument from silence that doesn't necessarily make sense in the grand uh, scheme of things. Like in the, the in the context of that, yeah. it's not referring yeah. to... Yeah. Um, so the, the spirit, like the Bible ne- never truly says like, and the spirit has ceased these gifts. Like upon uh. like upon the last death of the apostles, like these, these gifts have ceased. Never does it say that. Um but that doesn't mean we can run rampant and do whatever we want. No, yeah, you know, and that doesn't mean. And this is the way the last, the last gift that they always that that like is talked about a lot: healing. That doesn't mean we can have tent revivals where we invite a bunch of people to come in, and then we don't pray for the people who need healing mm. because, you know, if they don't get healed, it's going to look bad. Oh yeah, you know. Then that's what happens. Like uh, Jordan, uh, was it? Uh, not Jordan Peterson. That's a that's a different guy. <laughs> Justin, Ju- uh, Justin Peters. Justin Peters. Oh. Yes. You know. So Justin cer- Peters was a well. Can go, you for it, go, for it, go for it. No, you go ahead. Uh, he has cerebral palsy, oh. I believe, is what it is. Hmm. So he's in a wheelchair, a motor chair, permanently. Like he, he he can't like walk like well. He can't stand for long periods of time. Like he he's just immobile. He's a pastor. He's a preacher. And he doesn't let that get in the way of him. Uh, which like good for him. Like honestly, the Lord is can move through anybody and everybody. Amen. Praise God. Yep. The Holy Spirit is strong. Amen. Um, but you know, him growing up, 
He'd been to a few of those things Mm -hmm. and they never prayed for him. Why? Because there's no such thing as a Christian healer. There is healing that happens because Christians have prayed Mm. or the Holy Spirit has led them to pray over them. And the Holy Spirit, God, heals them. Mm. It's not a specific person. No, it's not because we don't think of Paul as Paul the revivifier. Mm-hmm. You know, because because one time he was preaching for so long, some kid fell out of a window and died, and he went over and prayed for him and raised him back from the dead. Like we don't call him Paul the Paul the Reviver. You mm-hmm. know, we don't call you know Peter. Uh, is it Peter and uh, who else was with him? Whenever like they like if they walked in their shadow, they'd be healed. Oh, it's the oh my gosh, I forgot who it was, but I know what you're talking about. Like they were like waiting outside of the. Uh, um, the thing of the worship and like we don't call them like the shadow healers yeah, like yeah, no yeah. we don't call them that like we don't give them names for what like they're just Paul Peter John James the apostle yep. apostle mm-hmm. of Jesus Christ and they work for Jesus Christ to so the glory yeah. of Jesus Christ it's never like going into this one place and being like I'm a healer God has called me to heal come forth and let me pray for you mm. like Jesus didn't even do that mm. Jesus kept it quiet and secret. And when he did pray and he healed people, it was like, he was like, Hey, don't go and proclaim my name. Mm -hmm. Like, don't do it yet. It's not time. Like, and so, and so whenever we pray over people, whenever healing is to happen, it's like, oftentimes we we see these people like Benny Hinn, like uh, some of these other, like, I can't remember any of their names off the top of my head. I got Todd White. Todd White, yeah, like, look at my legs. Sorry. <laughs> I have to say. <laughs> yeah, no, like, even then, like, that is not, like, him, like, growing people's legs, like, that's just, that's that's not a thing. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry, that's a, that's a, it's a trick of the eyes, it's a deception. Like, he's not growing people's legs. He's just saying, yeah. <laughs> like, he's just, he's just moving feet, like, uh, back and forth. Did like, you know, did you see that video? I, I've never, I've never heard of, heard of this oh, man. guy. So there was, like, a video uh, expert who, like, sped up the video, and, like, you can see, like, Todd White basically like just like yeah he's like moving it and he's manipulating it to make it look like a leg Mm -hmm. is growing yeah and like he does that to multiple people not just one person who like has a short leg like I I I, so like I had a teacher uh well I had a teacher who was married to another teacher that worked at my school but didn't uh he wasn't my teacher specifically but he had a short leg like he had to have shoes specially made that like gave him a soul that would like make him be able to walk at a level ground with it. Like now if Todd White went up to him and said like, Hey, I'm going to pray for your leg and it's going to grow. And like, like grew the leg down to where it was, they they were level because it's a pretty significant, it was a pretty significant, like, like difference in length, like a solid, like three or four inches. Um, Like if, if he was able to do that, like, Wow. Like, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Praise God. He healed that man. But, you know, it's like he's like moving it like centimeters, like like <laughs> like very minute because I can make this leg look lo- like you guys can't see it. I'm sorry, but I can make <laughs> this leg look longer than the other. But like but like it's it's you know, that that's a trick of the eyes. And we're yeah. like, I'm, I'm harping on this a little too long. But like um, when it comes to healing, like it's never like a specific person who is the healer. Who mm-hmm. is our healer? Who is our healer? It's God. It's God. Yeah. It's Jesus. It's the Holy Spirit. He's our healer. You know, he's the great physician, mm. not a single person. Mm. And so, um, you know, I believe healing happens because I know it happens. I've seen it happen yeah. in my own family 
uh, it's happened. Um, but it's never like this one person came down from Minnesota, you know, who was an established Christian healer. And he came and he prayed over my cousin who was in a life, like a life ending accident. And she mm. was healed. It was prayer from my family, my church, you know, uh, and, uh, uh, her family and her church, like coming together, praying over her. And like, she wasn't healed instantaneously, but she was healed way quicker than she should have been. Mm. Her back was broken in multiple places. What? You know, she should have died in that car accident, but she didn't. Mm. And she was healed like in a few months. Oh like, my gosh. Like she should have not been able to have like walked for years. And she was walking like after like the first year and a half, like what? <laughs> like that's no, insane. Like, yeah, it's like her recovery God. time was faster. That's like, all God. Like, Oh, sorry. No, but I, I was going to say I, I, like, it, I, I really, it's really funny how you know, it's like, it's, it was a couple months, but you still call it God, God's work because it still, it still was God. Just, yes, because, yeah. just because it didn't happen right, right then and there. Mm-hmm. And she got out of, out of that hospital mm-hmm. bed that day. Doesn't mean it wasn't still God just because it took, yeah, time. On, because, amen. because God has given us common grace. Yep. And he's allowed us to look at nature and see, hey, this plant makes penicillin. Mm-hmm. Hey, this plant makes this medicine. And we can combine these two chemicals and make this medicine and mm-hmm. it helps with this. Mm-hmm. And hey, if I put this person under and I cut into them and I like and I like fix these bones and put them back together and mm-hmm. like hold them together with rods, they'll heal back together because God has made such a wonderful body that it'll heal itself oh, yeah. within time. You know? Like he's given us the knowledge and the understanding to like have doctors, mm-hmm. to have yeah. medicine. You know what? You know who like pioneered that? Christians. Christians. Yeah. Because hospitals dang, like <laughs> the hospitals dang. were established by Christians. Man, like before on. before Christianity, people were going yeah. to like like medicine men and like witch doctors, doctors. and mm-hmm. stuff like that to like, you know, find healing. And of course, like Christianity's you know, like it took time for us to get there because like sure. uh, there was at one point where like the predominant practice of medicine was like, oh, your blood levels are weird. Let me just cut you open and let you bleed for a little bit. Like, you know, that <laughs> was a thing. <laughs> yeah. Like, let me just like drain you a little bit. Like, but you know, it allowed like, but it allowed this ex- exploration, this, this, uh, gift of God that we knew we had mm-hmm. that we could explore and heal people because mm. it's good No, oh, yeah, because God has called us to. Like that's what caused it to happen. Yeah. And that's why doctors are a thing. Like, Absolutely. and so, and so even yes, the gift of medicine, like I hear it all the time where it's like, Hey, don't thank God. Thank your doctor. Like, no, thank God for your doctor. The, no, yes. come on. <laughs> <laughs> like, thank God for your doctor because he, he, like he guided him. He uh, guided him to that place oh, yeah. to become a doctor, even if he didn't know it. Yeah. That's true. Like, that's all God. I'm all those like, breakthroughs are like yeah. from God. All those, yeah. like, do the, you know, you know how, uh, like, uh, a- anesthetic, Oh, that's what like puts you under, like go to sleep, correct? Yeah. Like how that was invented. Some dude was like, man, we get these people drunk and uh, like, and that's like enough. They still feel all the pain. Like, so we have like, there's got to be something that we can do to like have surgery, you know, to fix these people's broken legs or like amputate their arms or whatever to make it painless, you know, to make it easier. And he was reading through Genesis and he read that, God put Adam to sleep and then took out his rib. And so he's like, what if I could put somebody to sleep? Oh my gosh. What? And that's how anesthetic like was like, <laughs> what if I like figured out a way to put somebody to sleep through like with medicine or something like that? Wow. So that way I can like 
remove it and they won't feel pain or at least, you know, they won't feel it at that point in time that is and it'll make it easier. It's crazy, right? Holy that's... Right. And so like, that's like, that's how that happened. Correct me if I'm wrong, but like, that's <laughs> at least like from what I remember from what I, what I heard in another podcast, I can't remember the name of, you know, um, I do that my BBS bro. That's yeah, like, yeah, from, from what my, my, uh, my, my Bible teacher in the second grade told me, uh, <laughs> you know, and so like, uh, you know, that's how that happens. So like yeah. healing is still happening and it still happens. God is good. He's powerful. He's strong. He's over cancer. He's over depression. Amen. He's over AIDS. He's over, Come on. you know, all these other things. He is high and far above them. They Come are on, at his preach. beck and call. But if he doesn't, if he doesn't heal you, just say it's well with my soul. Yeah. Mm. Like, Man, that's faith it's, right there. It's faith. That's and faith. like, and it's, and like, it's, and this is where it's like a stumbling block to the non-believer because it's like, no, like, I love this guy. I love mm-hmm. God. Like, he should heal me. Like, he should do this. We're not entitled to anything. Oh, yeah. Come We're on. not. Oh, man. I yeah. mean, there we are, and God, that's God's wrath. We are entitled to God's <laughs> yeah, wrath. Yeah, we are entitled <laughs> to judgment because we're <laughs> sinful human beings. Yeah. But God is merciful, and this life is temporary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so the healing, guess what? It's coming. The healing's coming to you who has cancer to you who has uh who who has like cerebral palsy to mac my my best friend at this you know at, at church uh and leader healing's coming yep mm-hmm. but it doesn't necessarily mean it's coming in this life oh yeah because we have a glory to look forward to mm-hmm. the resurrection of the body guess what redeemed new creation new creature we no longer are under the the curse of this world but we're going to be renewed, Amen. made newness of life in the new heavens and new earth where there's not going to be any sin, any pain, any sickness. Hmm. That's true healing. And that's when it's coming. So if it doesn't come now, guess what, brother? It's coming soon. That's yeah. good. It's coming soon. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be so much better then than it would be now. Oh, yeah. Because here, like, you'll still experience that pain, you know, yeah. that is, it might come back still. But in the resurrection, you know, when Jesus Christ comes back and when he renews all things, yeah, that's for eternity. Mm-hmm. You know, that's like you are, you have this uh, glorified body, you yeah. know, and, then, and not just that, that, that is not just a gift. You get to dwell with God forever, yeah. you know, and then no more pain. There's no more suffering. There's no more, you know, depression and all mm-hmm. this kind of stuff. So you have uh, something to look forward to. You know, that's the, oh my gosh, if that's the healing, you know, yeah. that I could get, that's going to be worth the wait. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Paul, Paul says, I don't consider the sufferings of this world worth comparing to the glory that is oh, to come. come. on, dude. Can you imagine? It's not, he said it's not even worth comparing. It's not even worth comparing. Like, what the heck? And Paul suffered more than most of us. Oh, yeah. You know? He got bit the, by a snake. Yeah, he got, got bit by, and he waved it off. He was just like, get off of me. What's wrong with you? God gave me the God gave me the ability to trample on scorpions and serpents. Get yeah. out of here. Bo, 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 bo. He got you flogged. Know? Yeah, he got flogged. He got beaten. He got put in prison multiple. He was an old man multiple, like multiple of those times when it happened. Mm-hmm. He'd go into places and preach the gospel. And they would say, no. And then they'd beat him up and they'd throw him out of town. And then he'd get up and he'd go back in and start preaching the gospel again. Like that is faith. That's crazy. That is amazing. And he said, I consider the sufferings of this world not even worth comparing to the glory that is to come. And guess what? All the apostles who were executed and suffered, all the all the saints who were martyred and uh throughout Christian history, all of them would agree with him. Mm. Because now they're not in 
this. They're waiting for that newness of life. They're not in this, you know, in this flesh anymore that's constantly fighting and at war with us. You know, like I can look at my own life and I see my depression. I see my anxiety. I see the weird constant pain that I'm in that like my doctors don't know why it's happening. You know, all these new weird different things that keep happening to me, my hypochondria, all of it. I see it and I go, you know what? It sucks, but God is so much better. Mm, that's, <laughs> like, good. that's good. Yeah. He's so much better. And even if the doctors don't find out what's wrong with me, you know what? It's okay because God is on my side. Mm-hmm. Dang. Yeah. Even like in those situations, you know, like like when you ask for healing, like there are some testimonies by people that I hear that um, the, uh, these Christians, you know, asked for healing. They waited, waited, prayed, did everything, mm-hmm. still didn't get healed. Yeah. And yet what's the, what they said is fascinating about these people is they held steadfast to God. Yeah. They mm. didn't abandon say like, God, I asked for a prayer. I was a good Christian. How dare you not heal me? But no, like their response was like, they're still worshiping God. In, That's like a, an amazing type of faith. In the book of Daniel, we see Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego getting thrown into a fiery furnace. And King Nebuchadnezzar says, who's going to save you from this fiery furnace that I've Heated up seven times hotter than I normally mm. do for people. Even the guards like burned yeah. up. <laughs> Who's going to save you? And they said, our God will. But even if he doesn't, mm. we will trust in him because he is good. Mm. That was them in the face of death in front of the king of the mightiest kingdom, the mightiest empire in the world at that time before uh, they got taken over <laughs> by a different <laughs> kingdom that was mightier than them. That God raised up, by the way. We'll get into that. We'll have to get into that at some point. At some point, uh, yes. At some point, some other podcast in another faraway future um, or near future. Who knows? But that's a that's a faith that all Christians should have hmm. where yeah. it's like you should pray for healing. You should. You should do it because who do we have? We have God, that's the king on. of all over Amen. the entire universe, over the cosmos, everything Everything bows and bends at his will. Oh, come he on, controls yeah. it all. Like the fabric of reality is held together by his hands. Like mm-hmm. it's not like he is in control of all of it and everything. Mm. And so why shouldn't you go for, go and ask him for healing? But if he doesn't heal you, you should still trust in him anyways because he's still good. That's, That's good. good. You know, there, there's a... Funny enough, this is kind of funny. The new Disney movie that's coming out, Wish. <laughs> like, oh, I haven't heard of that. Uh, so I, I, I saw it on YouTube. I didn't watch the trailer. I didn't. I didn't watch the trailer either. But I heard a little synopsis of it. Yeah. So like, the king is like this godlike figure who like has the ability to grant the wishes of the people, and he gets to decide, you know, whose wishes are you know granted and whose aren't. And the princess in the movie, she's just like, no, everybody's wish should be granted. Oh, okay. you know, everybody's wish is valid and should be deserved to be granted like that kind of thing. Uh, and the king, you know, uh, he's like, he's like, no, I'm the one with the power to decide. Mm. And so I will decide whose wish is granted. Um, to be honest, I think the king might be right no, in this yeah. situation because not everybody's wish should be granted, no, yeah. you know? And here's the thing. God has a cosmic bird's eye view of everything. He Come knows on. all of it. He's omniscient. Yeah. And he's omniscient. Uh, and so... If God is not healing you right now, it has a purpose. Come on, yes. Amen. It has a purpose. And guess what? God makes all things work together for the good of those who love him according to his purpose. Amen. Joseph suffered. He was beaten, sold into slavery, uh, put into prison, 
accused of rape and then put into prison rather uh and then forgotten about and then he was made basically like right hand to the pharaoh mm. and his brothers like when they finally met him they were like hey we're sorry we messed up we're like we were we what we did was wrong we, we can't even like come to you in forgiveness and he says it's fine what you meant for what you meant for evil god meant for good mm. wild the mm. fact that what men and what the flesh and what sin has meant for evil, God can make for good. Oh, and man. so your sickness, your pain, all of it, it sucks. And if God doesn't heal you, I pray you know this, that God is doing it with a purpose. He has He has you there with a purpose. Yeah. And he means it for good, for your good and for his glory. Amen. What is the chief end of man? It's to glorify God. And enjoy him forever. If John Piper quote by enjoying him forever. (laughs) 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 And so with healing and the spiritual gift, I think it's still here. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. It still happens. I just don't think it happens the way that a lot of these people make it seem, you know, we don't need a guy with a radio in his ear, you know, having stuff read off to him, like saying like, Hey, this is what's going on with you. Let me pray for you. Like, Mm. We don't need to have that. How would you? Um, I'm sorry, Joe. You're gonna ask something? No, you're good. I was just gonna mention. Uh, I was. I was gonna say something, but also mention the time a little bit. Oh, we're, we're going, oh no, <laughs> yeah. a little long. My no, bad. No, no, no but but like yeah. But to close this out, like I just want to ask, like, because you know there will be people who'll be like, oh, I lean towards more like the charismatic mm-hmm. side, but more like yeah, I lean more towards like the people like who says like yeah, it, the gifts has ceased. But for us, I I, I hope that uh the, the three of us here in this room that like we are in the middle. Yeah. I, I, I pray that we are all, all like we all believe that the gifts of the spirit still happens today. But at the same time, we we're like what Miguel is saying, we're kind of cautious of that, mm-hmm. of like what we say that is from God or yeah. something that is like, you know, like we differentiate something that is from God from a manufacturer by man. So how would you tell someone who kind of like who struggles being in both sides? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'd say turn to scripture. This is this is 100% the place we should be at when it comes to these situations. It's good. Like every single like every single thing that we've talked about, I've I've quoted scripture. Like mm-hmm. I've never said like I haven't said a chapter in a verse because I can't remember them all off the top <laughs> of my head, but these are all things that I've read that they're in the Bible and they're there. Yeah. And so if you are if you are on the charismatic side and you're like I believe that these things are still happening, but how do I approach it in a way that is like godly and 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 uh uh right? Be like the Bereans. Mm-hmm. When Paul came to them preaching the gospel, they went to the scriptures and they they compared everything that was being said and they found that it was true. Mm-hmm. And so if you have prophecy prayed over you, if you are questioning whether or not tongues are real or not, like go to scripture, read what it has to say mm-hmm. and, and con- make your conclusion from what scripture says. Uh, do it under godly counsel. Uh, have somebody who's older than you in the faith you know, go alongside you in this, mm. you know, do research, look into it and, and find what scripture says, like look into the book, the Bible, yeah. the capital W word of God and, and see what it has to say for the cessationists, you know, who are like, I don't know about that gift stuff, you know, like <laughs> read the Bible because <laughs> they're there mm-hmm. and it never says that they stop, but it's good that you have a healthy skepticism of what is 
you know, of, of all that's happening around you, because a lot of it isn't real, hmm. you know, um, what was his name? Simon, the sorcerer, you know, he was, uh, he was doing all this magical stuff and he walks up to, was it, who was it? Where is it? Where is this from? Uh, book of Acts. Oh, um, I don't know. Okay. Moving on points gone (laughs) because I can't remember uh, the story all too well. Um, But you know, there are people and this will be another quote instead. There are people who walk around in sheep's clothing. Mm. Oh dude. That will use anything and everything to manipulate others for their own gain. Mm -hmm. And so it's good to be skeptical of these things. And this is honestly for both, both sides. So look at what scripture says. Scripture doesn't say that, all the gifts have ceased. Mm. In fact, I don't think any cessationist would say all the gifts have ceased because we still have other gifts of the spirit like patience and kindness oh, yeah. and love. Fruit. And yeah, the fruits of the spirit. These are all gifts, yep. you know. Um, but, you know, just to say that some of them have ceased is kind of a weird thing, you know, because God is not a God of some, like like in the sense that like he doesn't just like change. He doesn't stop, oh. you know. Um, but... I'd say read the scripture and see what it has to say uh, and see how these gifts are used and make right judgment on it. That's you don't good. have to agree with me. You don't have to agree with us um, because ultimately this is a secondary issue. Come yeah. on. And yes. people, Absolutely. people who believe in tongues and are going, you know, they're going to be in heaven right there along with us. Yeah. And no one well, and, and oh, that I'm dude, I'm so glad I'm glad I'm so glad you said that because I, I wasn't even thinking about that. Cause again again, it all what does it all come down to? Salvation. Yeah. yeah. You know, what yeah. do we do we believe in the same God and do we mm-hmm. believe to believe that we're sa- saved by G- by Jesus and by, by by faith alone? Yeah. You know? And no, that's all that's all we need. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, we can't add that. We can't add that as like a thing mm-hmm. to say, like, oh, you have to be you have to have faith in Christ and mm-hmm. also believe that you speak in tongues to be yeah. saved. Because yeah. that is a thing that some people do. Uh, assemblies of God um, didn't they they kind of kind of have that thing where going on was like well you're not you might be saved but you're not baptized in the Holy Spirit uh, unless you speak in tongues which is wild to say because you're baptized in the Holy Spirit whenever you're saved yeah. <laughs> you know uh, so it's like a misunderstanding of how things work um, but also like it's also like makes you feel inferior as oh, a Christian. Yeah. Because you're not inferior to your brothers and sisters, yeah. you're all like there's a hierarchy. Or yeah, yeah. There's no hierarchy because like the pastor is not better than a sheep. He's also a sheep. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> just different role. <laughs> just a different role. Yeah. You know. That's um, good. And so, uh, it's good to be cautious. Oh, yeah. It's good to so on both sides, cessationist, cre- uh, continuationist. Look at what Scripture says. Study it, and put aside put aside your biases. Put aside mm-hmm. what you want. Put aside what you think and just look at what scripture says and pull directly from it. That's good. Exegete it. Pull directly from it so you can come to these conclusions. And again, go to to your leaders in counsel, Mm -hmm. uh, good godly leaders. And if you don't have those, find find some. (laughs) Find a good Bible-believing, like solid church. They don't have to be reformed. They just have to believe in the Bible. And they have to be like they have to profess Christ as God and King. Mm -hmm. Uh, He lived as a man and died and rose again uh and he's coming back like that's Amen. like those yeah. are the those are the things that you have to like hold to and like just just find a good solid church that is going to guide you and disciple you uh so that way you can you can make your conclusions uh you know and your judgments uh from scripture uh in a way that is good and godly 
And yeah. be in prayer constantly, be in prayer constantly, constantly, constantly. Because, I mean, that's like you're, you got a one to one line. <laughs> like, yeah, like absolutely, he, absolutely. Jesus is our, I, I pulled my pen out of nowhere, <laughs> but Jesus is a, you know, our mediator, mm-hmm. you know, and he's listening and the Holy Spirit is there and he's listening. And so, like, be in prayer because I can guarantee it. If you say, God, I want to know you more, I want to know you better, yeah. you know, I don't know what to think about like these gifts. Um, so like, show me and talk to me, like, you know, like, you know, guide me in this, in this search. He's going to do it. No, (laughs) like, like he's going to do it. There's like, no, like God's not going to say, no, I don't want you to know me more. (laughs) Like (laughs) God's Uh. not going to say that, (laughs) you know, that's like kind of counter to the whole reason why he's done everything that he's done. Or why he made you. (laughs) Or why he made you. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, be in prayer, ask. That's good. You know, ask God. Because, you know, if you ask, you shall receive Amen. in a good biblical way, not in the, God, can I have $10,000 in my bank account tomorrow? <laughs> <right> <laughs> anyway, yeah, that's true. That's good. Dang. But um, uh, Joe, do you want to close us out in prayer? Man, dude. Yeah, ab- absolutely, man. Right. Um, uh, he- Heavenly Father, uh, God, just uh, thank you for uh, bringing Miguel here, Father. Um, just, uh, having this, uh, just ama- amazing word that we could all uh, just sit down together and talk talk, uh, talk about you, God, talk about your word, talk about your church. Um, and Lord, I just pray that this, uh, reaches the right, right people, father. Um, I just pray that we spoke everything, um, that you wanted us to talk, talk about father. Um, and just that we were obedient to you, father. Uh, thank you, Lord. Love and I pray. Amen. 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 Thank you, Miguel. We yeah. really dude, appreciate you for you being so here. Yeah, 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 that yeah. was a really, oh my gosh, uh, insightful was, conversation, dude. And yeah. thank you for like, kind of like bringing it down to earth of kind of like, yes. Hey, we should be in the middle. We should be neutral about this. We should be biblical about this. Yeah. So, but yeah. Um, do you, um, do you want to close this Joe and do like, yeah. Yeah. Talk about it. The viewers yes, or yeah. the listeners. <laughs> viewers slash listeners. Uh, I know. Uh, th- thank you uh, everyone just uh, so much for, for listening in today on the Ke- catch up podcast. Um, if you have any uh, questions, suggestions or corrections, uh, you can contact us at uh, catch up podcast, 2023 at gmail.com. Yes, sir. And check out our uh, Instagram page. Uh, but yeah, thank, thank you all again, and we will see you later. Don't correct yeah. me. I'm always right. <laughs> <laughs>